Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Manny Chi. Um, he's a really fun one. It was about two hours and 15 minutes long. Super fun. Um, thanks everyone that came out to the Ambitious Ales event. Uh, Caesar, Jack, Danny, um, Lloyd, Haggard Pirate, Daniel. Um, gosh, uh, Woody. I, I don't know who he put out there, but Woody's uh, guys from Mutiny came down. And Nick and Derek from Lateral Vision. Thanks for coming out. Everyone had a fun time. Um, like I said, our shirts didn't come out the correct way we wanted them to. So I'm in the middle of uh, of uh, getting those fixed. And thank you to Caesar for uh, donating that bait. He really helped out with the podcast. You know, uh, it's a lot of work, man. It's just a lot of work. And actually, part of the reason I was going to say today is that... Uh, I don't think I'm going to do video anymore right now because it's way too much work for me and it takes up way too much time. Uh, I've got family and kids and, you know, I can't be editing video for four hours every four, four plus the audio, you know, for a two hour video. So hopefully I'm going to keep recording and hopefully down the line we can do something with it or maybe we'll do a, like a, you know, best of the five episodes in a row. But for right now, I mean, it's it's just too much time for me to, to do this. And I, if I'm going to do something, I want it to be the best it can be. And I try to do that with the audio on the podcast. And I want to try to do that with the video. And to have the time to do both is just, it, it, I don't have it. You know, this is a labor of love. I make nothing off this. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for the support. I really appreciate Caesar helping us out. Hopefully, uh, for those who pre-ordered, we'll hopefully have something this week uh made I'm, i've been talking to a couple guys and we'll get them out to you and then hopefully you guys can look at the website check it out and we'll go from there so i hope you enjoy this one it was a lot of fun check out ambitious sales again thank you to everyone that showed up and bought a shirt appreciate it and see you on the next one Ambitious Ales is a microbrewery located in the beautiful community of Bixby Knolls in Long Beach, California. They serve classic beers styled with unique ingredients that are perfect for both the craft beer enthusiast and those new to craft beer. Beer isn't your thing? This is still the spot for you. Ambitious Ales prides themselves in offering beers that even the non-beer drinker may enjoy. If you still can't find a beer you dig, then sip on some homemade cold brew coffee or their refreshing cold pop. So tell me about the beer you say. There's Floor, 
a Belgian table beer brewed with chamomile, lavender, and strawberries. There's mangoes, a tart German wheat beer brewed with sea salt, coriander, and mangoes. And there's Next Caller, a hazy IPA brewed with 100% mosaic hops. Enjoy any of these in their laid-back tasting room where you can listen to some eclectic tunes, play a classic board game, and order tasty pizza from next door. If pizza isn't your thing, you can bring any outside food and pair it with one of the 12 beers on top. The tasting room is kid and dog friendly, and did I mention they have a patio where you can enjoy a light, crisp beer while soaking in the California sun. So what are you waiting for? Check out Ambitious Ales, located at 4019 Atlantic Avenue in Long Beach. Cheers. Another year to figure it out. Shit. <laughs> so I'm pushing. I'm pushing hard, bro. Let's get it. Let's get it. So hey, thanks for driving up here, dude. Oh, thank you. That's thank awesome. you for having me. The drive is really nothing for me. So those six hours are like just you know listening and talking to myself. Yeah. Do you uh, drive over here a lot or not? I really? kind of do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do it often, and uh, it's definitely in the summer. That's when my season back home. Like Phoenix is not the place you want to be in the summer. Yeah. Our lakes kind of turn into, you know, we get a lot of the pleasure boaters. The bite's different. Um, you have to wake up extremely early, you know, like 3 a.m., get out there. All of our lakes are, for just about everybody, they're about an hour drive away if you uh-huh. live in the suburbs in the area. They're an hour away, so you're driving out there an hour, and then you're trying to, like, you know, rush as the sun's coming up, and then the sun comes up, and by 9 a.m., it's, like, boiling already. It's melting hot. <laughs> I look back at, like, my boat, my gear, and it's like, is this even worth it? I feel like I'm adding decades onto the life of this stuff by just yeah. being out there in the sweltering heat, and then, you know, try get your boat back on the trailer, get in the truck. It's another oven in there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and now do stuff and back home like anytime it's up and when it's summer you don't want to do anything because it instantly just <laughs> turned into just a puddle of sweat yeah and it's like the the system doesn't work over there like how it does in on the coast or something you know when you sweat there it's like doing its proper thing you sweat in phoenix it just keeps waterfall <laughs> keeps going doesn't know what to do so yeah i make the drive often and it's the summer thing and for me it's kind of like uh tuna it's my yeah. saltwater time yeah like my time to get my saltwater fixed uh, I've been lucky to go to Cancun every year of my life uh, since I was a kid. With uh, oh, my wow. parents had a timeshare there when it was like nothing there. Yeah, and uh, they bought into the idea, and uh, it's worked out great. We go there every year, so that's also like always been my saltwater education and flats fishing. You know, they have tarpon, snook, permit, oh, wow. um, bonefish, and then they have like the also the, you know the trolling stuff and some of like the shallow reef kind of fishing too. So I grew up there doing not only fishing but spear fishing free diving you know later in life scuba but when i was a kid it was you could we used to go and collect lobsters and the the snail you know conch and yeah and uh, make ceviches and then like (laughs) we used to go behind the panga you know and we'd be towed on like a rope you'd have two ropes hanging off and me and and the guy you know we'd be back there and like we would just have our snorkel and you'd be going along and as you would be coming slowly over reefs like you would look out for and, you know, lobster antennas or the snail thing, you know, the, the shell or just whatever else you saw that was edible, that you had something to collect. Yeah. And uh, you let go and dive down, get it, bring it up. And uh, that's circle back. Yeah. Around and get and you, here we right? go again. Yeah. And, and what's funny is one, I've only been bit by a bee twice in my life. Both times have been while fishing on a boat. 
the first time was out there in Cancun in the middle of this damn. O- I mean, it's not like we're an open ocean, but yeah. in the friggin' ocean, not close Are you to allergic the coast. To? I'm not. Oh, thank Luckily, God. Luckily, right? I found out. <laughs> yeah, because that thing, like, all of a sudden, I'm I'm going on that, you know, on that setup, and I feel like this burn in my groin. Just ah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, something like that, man. And as I like go like that, I see there's this bee in oh, my hand. It damn. bit me like right in the groin. It wasn't a big deal, but it was just like, are you serious? This is when I get bit? <laughs> and the other time was with uh, with a client in Arizona, and we were back there in Saguaro. And like, it's funny because he's fishing, and this bee lands on him, and like, and I was like, oh shit! I bah, I like smack it off of him. Yeah. I was like, dude, I just saved you, but I think it was like on his butt or something. So I was like. Good game, good game. You know, no, no, I didn't look at you in the eye, but it's just a, there was a beat like right there. Like, okay, okay. Well, then something crawled up my pant, uh-huh. and again, like I don't know what bees have with my down hey, regions. Hey, you're sweet down yeah, there. Sweetness, <laughs> brother, geez, sweet. They come up and like this one bites me like in the butt cheek, dude. I'm just like, oh, oh. like, dude. I don't want your help though. Like, don't help me the way I helped you. Like, stay over there. Ah. Those are those are my two like only B experiences have been on the water. That's funny, yeah. dude. So you your your dad fishes and hunts everything. Uh, my dad does not really fish. That's never really been his thing. Really? Yeah. No. He uh, he's not the uh, the patience type. Okay. And it, it's funny because this is one of these things that like the older I get, the more I think about like when. People that don't really fish and they talk to you about like, oh, fishing, you know, yeah, that requires a lot of patience, huh? And you're just like, well, <laughs> no, it's not really patience, but I see where you think, like, I, I realize now it is a patience, but it's not that same patience that they're thinking where it's like, oh, yeah, you got to be patient because you you throw out your bait and then you sit and crack a few beers and you're hanging <laughs> out, right? And like eating chips or whatever. Like, no, 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 that's not the kind of fishing I'm talking about, right? Like, it's yeah. always such a challenge when you have to like tell somebody that doesn't you know understand the fishing thing of it at all they're mm-hmm. like well, it's an industry you know people actually do that you know like, oh, gosh <laughs> but uh you know yet it, it's like um when people tell me that i already forgot about someone <laughs> <laughs> about having patience and fishing about having patience right yeah and, like they say that and now i realize that patience is like an overall patience for frustration it's not a patience of like time or like, oh, you got to be patient to wait for something to happen. Mm-hmm. It's more like you have to be patient to keep from like snapping the rod around your freaking neck. It's like patience to not like, like all of us, like we like the videos, but at the same time, it's like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, what you, <laughs> and like, it just, once you start with that, like it just oh, snowballs on and that, Unfortunately, like, that's something I have to. I've, I've been having to work on that with time. When it's when it's me fishing, the funny thing is that like when I'm guiding, I don't have that frustration at all. You can sit there and I'll watch you and just kind of giggle with you as you miss and miss the shot and miss the shot and miss the shot and miss the cast. But you're miss doing the cast, miss you're the doing cast. your job though, right? right. And yeah. I'm just like oh, almost a little more to the right, just slightly outside, you know, like all <laughs> kinds of stupid shit. And it's just like ha, ha, okay, now let's keep moving. Yeah. When it's me on that rod, I'll fucking kill myself like i'm gonna throw that thing in the water i'll throw myself in the water i'm just like yeah so i had to you know that's definitely that's, the uh the patience thing i get it now no and that's what they're talking about like you have to have a lot of patience you have to have patience in the you're learning something that's going to be a constant learning experience your whole life you never or just when you thought you realize it it changed on you and now you're back to zero like it's it's this experience that it always keeps coming at you and that that's that patience i think that 
that they talk about that and, I'm finally starting to get. <laughs> and I get it because like if people tell me like my wife will go, oh, uh, it's so soothing when you. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm looking for a fucking bite. I'm like, you know, fucking intense as shit. Maybe drinking yeah. a couple of beers calms me down, but I'm usually like yeah. intense. I and noticed I there was a beautiful same. cliff. I noticed there was an eagle on the cliff. I don't give a shit about that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm getting bit on that swim bait or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So you've been doing the swim bait thing for the big swim baits for how long now? Um, I guess I, I've been, this is my fifth year of guiding uh-huh. in it. And then um, it was just a few months before like I started this this guide service of my own that I like accidentally fell into specializing in swim baits. When I first set this whole thing up, my idea was like I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do some of the conventional stuff, which is probably like the least one of my favorite ways to fish for bass is mm-hmm. the the conventional kind of gear. Um, so my I was thinking like, well, I know that like my passion and where I have a lot to offer is actually in fly fishing for bass. I've created, you know, flies, techniques. For years, I was just focused on that. So um, the swim bait thing kind of came by accident from seeing uh, trout getting boiled on on one of our early stockings one time, one morning. How long ago like, was on that? on a trip. So that was five years ago. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I saw this shit going down, and it was just, it like left me in shock. It was trout were getting boiled the way that we see, you know, uh, little uh, shad getting boiled mm-hmm. usually and i mean it it like <laughs> just crazy. impacted the shit out of me it like <laughs> left me like my eyes like and the thing was i'd always known and i'd always heard about this swim bait thing right ever since back when i was fishing like just the conventional stuff even i was a kid it had to be like from i'm 42 now and that was in my like 16 through maybe early 20s mm-hmm. mid 20s when the store water dog willies closed by my house but that store used to have like the big bass tricks and some other, you know, big giant, you know, they had the Huddlestons, but they had these really big uh, soft baits and stuff. And I'd always ask like, what, are, what is all that about? You yeah. know, and they'd explain, well, we have trout, they get stocked here and those big bass eat the trout. So it's something I always heard of, but it was something that always seemed like unattainable or, or you know, those guys are doing something that I don't know what's going on. I don't have the gear. And it was, you know, back then it was a lot more limited on what the, the gear that was available, the baits, the techniques. There was obviously no social media. There was no, you know, no, nobody to just, you know, hey, can I pick your brain for a little bit? You, you know, had to learn all on yourself. Shut up, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, like, hey, can so. I pick your brain a little <laughs> I hate that question. <laughs> oh, pick that's your so funny. Uh, <laughs> And uh, oh, so, fuck, dude. so like, um, again, I already forgot <laughs> when you were young, <laughs> getting into yeah. the, the looking so, at the big baits, bastards. right? So <laughs> I, I'd always seen those things. And then, um, I had actually caught some bass on them. Cause there was a time when me and my buddy Scooter Griffin that runs the other guide service in Arizona, the Arizona fishing guides, there was a time when we kind of got into the, uh, the line through paddle tails pretty mm-hmm. heavy. And we started like catching some fish on those. They weren't giant fish. They were under fives. But for us at the time, it was like, whoa, those are huge. And like I had lost three fish that were very big. But again, it was like the flipping rod setup, a braid, you know, and there and <laughs> trying to like fight it like how you fight a normal fish, which is, you know, swim bait stuff is just completely counterintuitive to all that and, com- you know, very different way that you have to fight the fish, set your gear up. Mm-hmm. So there was, you know, there was losses. And, and then just kind of like melted away. Like, eh, well, let's just go back to normal. It came out again for me in a time when um, we were out there during the spawn. 
And uh, this wasn't like I, I have bed fish before. Like, it, you know, I've been through all the stages of fishing. I've been through the stages where you just want to catch a million of them. I've been through where you just want to catch big ones. Now I just want to catch them in a certain way. Like um, I was, you know, it, it was already like I'd kind of left that bed fishing thing behind. I was like, you know, I don't want to. That was last year. I mm -hmm. came out here every day and like every damn fish on a bed. God, you know, I had to pay the price to be in there. Like, what are you thinking? You know, and like and then so the next year it was like I, I want to find them without that. And I just from kind of looking around, like I like to fish shallow a lot. And one of the reasons is because I feel like you learn a lot more. You're going to see things. You're going to, you're going to experience stuff that goes on. So I was looking around and I noticed like one of the smaller, among the smaller bass, the sub, you know, two pounders and the males that were in there, I saw some like start almost hitting another one, you know, bah, like mouth closed, <laughs> mouth open. He wasn't trying to eat them. But it was very aggressive, like hits and boom, boom. Like I could tell they were squaring off and, you know, some weird body language. So I pulled out that paddle tail and I would just cast it into those zones, bring it out. And there was 20, 30 of these fish would come out with it, you know, especially at that time. Like, yeah. It wasn't a common thing for them to see at all. So it was just every cove. Like, what the heck is going on? And I don't think I ever really caught a big one doing that. But it, it kind of just, again, like whoa there's something to these baits and maybe they're not so unattainable as i thought mm -hmm. maybe there's a way to figure this out and uh so that was when again like that that boiling incident at saguaro lake in the morning it was a morning after our stocking which like that always seems to be um a good time to find them acting like that it's like the morning after mm -hmm. the stocking and you know i go there and it's just pff, that was it like i need to that's what I need to focus this guide service on. That's the new thing. I had just come out of a stint in retail for four and a half years too. So I learned a lot there. And were I you learned, doing uh, fishing shirts? Or no, you... it was, uh, I, I had a gun store. Oh, Gunsmith really? okay. uh -huh, and a, like a fine gun store. We used to sell a lot of like over-under shotguns, side-by-sides, rifles, like hunting stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then like the, you know, the economy crash, the election. Um, that was when Obama first got elected. Anytime that a Democrat gets elected into office, the gun industry goes crazy. Okay. So, and, and what happens is like, you would think, oh, cool. Well, sales go up. They go up, but real quickly, the industry, like they run out of product. So mm -hmm. now everybody wants to buy a certain gun. You can't find it. We can't get it. And like our shells go crazy. But so anyways, there I learned about like chasing, um, chasing markets that are just too small and too niche. And maybe, you know, it's the stuff that I might be into because I'm super hardcore <laughs> and I've been doing this my whole life. But if you look at it really like in the, you know, it, things are usually a funnel, especially like our kind of sports, right? Yeah. Where it's like the majority of the guys are up here doing, you know, fishing a certain way. And as you get down door that funnel in a more specific and more technical and more, you know, oh, I'm trying to catch a bigger one or I'm trying to catch a, you know, brown one or a blue one, whatever it is, like it's, that's a smaller funnel always. And if anything from that retail, you know, one of the failing in retail, like I did, it taught me like, don't be chasing these little things. You, if you're going to be selling things, you need to be chasing that bigger market. Yeah. Um, so like an example of that, I used to love carrying like the youth guns. I was like, dude, any brand that carries youth stuff, like I want to represent your stuff here. And sure, sure, like when someone would come in with a youth, you know, their kid that wanted to get that, they were... Like, man, this is the best store. Like, I can't believe you have this stuff. It's yeah. so awesome. Same with like ladies' gear. I always try to carry like the ladies' vests and some, you know, specific stuff for them. And yeah, that one or two woman that came in was really happy that we had it that time. But that one or two lady doesn't like, you know, pay for the whole year worth. So that was some of the stuff I learned. And when I saw the swim bait thing, I knew that like 
this is going to be the next big thing. It's going to be the next thing coming into the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like you know the, the industry needed that at the time, and like it's definitely got me. So yeah. let's go for it. And what I started doing was like I actually that was also when like social media f- kind of first started coming around. And uh, about five years ago, it was like Instagram kind of started yeah, getting real big. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was only because my buddy KC that did the the patch hat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he. When I was setting up my guide service, he was like, dude, you got to get on Instagram and like, fish and I'm like, Instagram, hipster <laughs> fishing, dude. Like, come yeah, on. Like, yeah. I'm like looking for old dudes, bro. Like, that's going to be my market, you know? Like, come on. Who goes yeah. fishing? And here we are later where it's like, no, that Instagram made everything happen. And, yeah. uh, and so back to like, I, I went to Instagram to kind of look like swim baits. Like, what, what's going on out there with this world? Maybe here on this Instagram thing, I can find that. And, um, one of the first people that I came up with was uh, Oliver Knott. Really? Like, yeah, and he was starting out with his thing, and, and it was kind of like, mm, what kind of bait is that? Oh, yeah, that's like a that's a triple trout thing. I mm-hmm. remembered hearing about it also because during that that like time, kind of that cloudy time before this, like Ben Kohler of the uh, of the Hookup Tackle in Arizona, he was also um, he also runs the Hookup Outfitters, a guide service that I like. I helped him build up a lot on the fly fishing side of things. When I got out of college, I came back and first I guided with him. Then mm-hmm. I got into that retail problem. <laughs> and then I <laughs> got back into the fishing, yeah, the retail <laughs> lesson. And then, uh, and then I got back into the guiding. And uh, so he had the whole time, he had like baits because his brother married a Japanese lady. Mm-hmm. And his brother plays music professionally in Japan, oh, uh, wow. piano and, and like jazz stuff. So... He always had that connection with Japan, and he also was always into like this cool swim bait stuff. But you know, kind of same thing. Didn't really have the time to be trying to figure that out. And uh, but he carried. He always had a, a a display there where he carried like a few swim baits, right? And so I remember some of the first ones that I bought from him that were actual like hard baits, swim baits, more more than just like oh, it's like a really big paddle tail or yeah. a really big worm or something like that, you know. Or this funny trout looking like rubber ducky trout looking thing. Like these were actually, oh, these are doing something else rather than just swimming kind of with a natural tail kick. And they were the Lunker Punker. Mm-hmm. He had uh, some 316 baits, the Wake Jr., uh, the OG Wake. And then he had uh, one of those times I go in there and he's got a depth. Like he's got the 250s mm-hmm. on the shelf. And uh, I remember I kind of looked at him and I was like, Ben, What's this thing, dude? It looks funny. Like, what's yeah. up this rubber outer shell type looking stuff? Oh, yeah, that's a depth slide swimmer 250. You know? What do you know about it? Not much. I don't know. It's supposed to be like big in Japan right now. Like, yeah. these guys are catching them. Like, how do you work it? I don't know. <laughs> like, does it float? He's like, no, it's a slow sink. It's like, oh, okay, so wait, how much is this thing? hundred dollars like what the <laughs> fuck dude what do you think i am man yeah you yeah. know like you're like what well, you're buying the 75 dollar ones you know you already bought yeah. by the way junior i was like yeah but that's 75 bucks and that floats because at that time i was like again there was no like this has all been a learning curve right yeah. and uh and and when i just i never knew anything about casting bigger heavier things so it was like braid right mm-hmm. like come on dude you're gonna use like 65 85 pound braid so that like I don't break this bait off and like I can catch this huge fish that I'm going to be fishing for. Right. So my early days were with braid. So all the time it, bah, it the thing just stops, you know, it binds in and it, and it zings off my bait. But that's why I was like, ah, it's a floater. Let's go pick it up. No yes. big deal. So now I'm like, wait, you want me to, want me to cast a hundred dollar bait that doesn't float? Yeah. 
I'm You're bad. stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I actually passed on that at the time. Wow. Yeah, I passed on that slide swimmer, which would have that would have given me like a good three year head start to even the head start that I've had. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. it would have been insane. Um, but it wasn't until you know afterwards, and really for me it was uh, that you know back to that picture with Oliver with the triple trout, and then I knew that like that. I had kind of seen around and I kind of knew where I could find it. So I got some triple trouts and that's really what like taught me. And I still kind of tell people like if you're, you know, if you're new to swim baits and you're new to this whole thing, I get it because I've been there, right? I've been where it's like, wait a minute, everything I do is like with the rod or jerking or popping or mm-hmm. like something like that. Right? I get crankbaits are just, you know, but I'm cranking the bottom feel, you know, slowing and then, you know, slowing down, picking it up. So like I, I always had like all the techniques in my background, but this new stuff was so different. Like, what do you mean you just retrieve? Like, yeah. Whoa. And then it's like, so do I go oh, too fast? Makes it, you know, mm-hmm. get wonky, too slow, and it doesn't do it. So that that triple trout really like helped teach me like, oh, these things have a cadence. There's a certain speed. And like, I bet that's when it's going to get bit the best when it's really looking to me like it's doing its action, right? It's, it's doing what it should, you know, what it's probably designed to do. So that triple trout taught me a lot about how to swim them. And then it was like, then that slide swimmer came back into my life. <laughs> and it, it was from a friend that can't really fish anymore now due to health reasons. He's an older guy. And he he had these things. And he's kind of like, you know, come over. Like, I think you're starting to figure out what this stuff was about. So he gave me that one. And he too didn't really know much, like, couldn't really tell me what to do with it, how to set it up or anything. But... You know, he's like, I took it out and threw it. And like the stalker trout was swimming with it. Like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like, let's try it. So then, you know, I took that bait out and, and with what I had learned from like the triple trout and this kind of new thing, it was like, oh, okay. When you start like just retrieving it, this thing does its own, you know, the glide bait does its own thing. It's catching water on its own and it's moving it. And then it just became like a, uh, a kind of a learning curve of like what, you know, what's it going to take now to get these fish to eat this bait? Because yeah. this whole time they've been following it. They've been like coming up with it. And I'm just like, I'm soaking this all in. It was this one month of November that it took me where it was just, I was so fucking excited every day to get up and get out on the lake, you know, with my dog and see what we were going to learn today. You know, what was going to happen? How was I? Because it, it was like all of a sudden this whole open world was just like. And you're dude, doing, these fish you're doing that solo never, at the time. So mm-hmm, you're yeah, you're just saying, hey, I'm going to go solo. Do this. And then I also had a buddy, uh, Joey Jarrell, that was kind of there for okay. that time, too. He was an engineer. So he had kind of had his own gig. But he also was like he also had just had a slide swimmer. So it was like, oh, OK, cool. It's not like I have to try to keep this yeah. secret from you or like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like we're both going to learn together. Yeah. And we, you know, we both learned he would go fishing in the morning with me and then leave. But, you know, that was like for the short time that he could do that. And uh, other than that, yeah, it was just me out there on my own. And like it, that bait, the Slide Swimmer 250, like it, I think it hit for me at a perfect time, which I realize now, like, you know, one thing, another one of those things I keep learning the older as I the older I get it everything's cyclical whether we're talking about the hunting world the bird hunting the big game the size of the deer the quality of fishing like it's all cyclical and it goes in these cycles and it that cycle was just a really good one i can still look back at the videos and most of the videos that i had from that you know early stuff was like cloudy days all the time we mm-hmm. had really low pressure systems rolling in pretty you know pretty common it was one of those years when our weather snapped at the right time 
Uh, you know, right now is that crucial time where like, are we going to get fall or are we just going to stay in summer now until, you know, January sometimes. So it was, it was, everything was lining up perfect for that style of glide bait to be the bite. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's, a lot, I think a lot of you, know, I hear this a lot. They're like, oh, it used to be good. And then everybody started throwing it. And then, you know, Instagram came around and ruined the fishing. And yeah. like, dude, I think there's a little more going on than just that. It's a, it's a, it's a wave. It was a bite. It was there. You know, the fish were eating there. They were eating shallow. They were looking for that. Like it worked. And it taught me so much. I had, because I just, I had so much experience with it going on. And mm-hmm. I learned about body language. I learned like how these fish what makes a predator like snap? What makes them take that ultimate step to bite another animal? Because that is a huge step in like the animal kingdom. You know, you see it, you know, you have dogs here and stuff. Yeah. You see how it is. Like they will do a lot before finally, like when I finally put that mouth on you, there's no coming back from that. <laughs> right. You know, and that's like full committal. Yeah. Full commitment. You know? So that like I got to see what it takes and I was able to, really capture things that happened in all of my life. So back when you asked me, does my dad fish? No, he doesn't fish. Uh, I grew up with my dad hunting birds. He was a, a massive bird hunter. And then we both got into like big game hunting together mm-hmm. into the you know, what we do with it now. And uh, so I was able to take lessons that I've learned and you know, from antelope hunting, let's say. Antelope mm-hmm. can be the easiest, an- the easiest animal to go hunt on a rifle. It's a great thing. Like if you're new to, to hunting big game and you just want to go have a nice experience, go to, like, go to New Mexico and go hunt an antelope. Okay. You're going to see a lot of them. They're, they're natural. You know, they survived the Ice Age and they were there for the cheetah, right? That was their main predator. There was a North American cheetah. This thing, their way of survival is to hang out in that pack. And then they have like a threshold that's like 100 yards. They will let you come in. They'll let you bid 200 yards. They'll just be sitting there eating, doing their thing. 150 yards. Okay, no problem. Oh, you got 100 yards. I'm now like staring at you. Once you take that step, like 99 yards, boom. Like they know. Wow, that's so interesting. I can run super fast. so interesting. Boom, I'll bolt and then stop and turn around again. And like, all right, what do you got on me now? You're 500 yards away. Are you going to start this again? Yeah. And there we go again. Right? So like... It's easy on a rifle because you can easily take a 200-yard shot. Yeah. They're just going to kind of, you know, mm, which one do you want? Oh, that one on the left. You know, oh, that one looks great. Mm-hmm. Do it on an archery, though. Like, I've been accidentally drawn for archery. That was my first archery animal hunt <sighs> was a damn antelope. And I got, like, 70 yards. I got 40 yards of some. But I was so new with that damn bow. And it's windy. And it's this and that. Every time I would pull that stupid thing back and, like, let it fly, it's like they would look at it like, Oh God! Let me step right over of... your head. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm out of here. Oh, dude. And, uh, but it again, it kind of taught me like I never knew that about the antelope. How like it's fine with me being in a certain range, but then once I close that little range up, it's not comfortable with that anymore. And and I kind of took that as to what I was seeing in the water with these largemouths because at first I was swimming the bait too slow, and this is something that like one of the main lessons i would say that that really like helped out a lot of people from southern california in those Mm -hmm. first three years when i was really guiding like super heavy it was real like it was everyday kind of thing um the main like fix up that i had for people was the idea that like nah man that bait doesn't work in california anymore our fish already know that our fish already seen it it's over it's too pressured blah 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 and it's like okay well show me how you're swimming it and it would be like this slow swim and a pause every once in a while and you'd see this bait like 
just you know barely catching water and then it would like sink <laughs> unnaturally and like click click it was like well okay let me tell you about how I learned that thing. Like I kept throwing it, and at first I was throwing it smooth and steady. And are you like talking that. about the triple trot right now? This is the two fifty. Two fifty. Okay. Yeah, because you know we had all we all hear at first like big bass. Okay, what's up with big bass? Oh, they're they're lazy. They're big. They're lazy. They don't go places for their meals. Yeah. They don't like to use energy. Um, you know, I'd heard all these things, so it like makes you go out and say, okay, if you're fishing too slow, you got to slow down even more. Right. Yeah. You got to be even slower. Okay, that has its place and that works for certain baits. But for me, the Slide Swimmer 250 has shined a lot more by using it as a reaction bait, Mm -hmm. moving the thing, Mm -hmm. keeping that water moving so that it has momentum to like, if you were to just stop, it actually like throws out and hovers before it starts to like lose momentum and die out. And a lot of the fish that I've seen when we get a wrong kick or the bait just dies out or when you would get too excited and like, you know, at first I'm not, I've never had six pounders and eight pounders just come swiping at my crankbait all day long. Like, and now it's happening. I'm just like, Oh my God, stop, stop it. Stop it. Let it you know, it's a, do you do it like a Senko or do I, do I kick in, you know, do I get it moving? And you know, through trial and error, it was like, I realized oh, they have that same kind of thing going on as like the antelope where it's like that bass wants to be able to come up to that thing and inspect it. But if it keeps getting away from it, it like it infuriates the bass. And mm-hmm. the way I tell people is kind of like, think if I just like came up to you and had a new candy. I'm like, dude, you gotta try this new California candy. <laughs> Great <laughs> bubble bubble jubble mumble blood, oh, right? Fuck. CBD candy. Oh my god, oh, dude, whoa. it's gonna make you all calm. And I'd be like, here you go, dude, try it. And then, uh, just kidding. And you know, the first time you'd be like, huh, you little break. Okay, come on. And up, uh, just kidding again. <laughs> If I do that two or three the times, fuck, then you're like, you, I'm going to take that chocolate and shove it up your ass, dude. Like, stop. Like, It's the same thing with the bass where they kind of, they're like, come here, let me smell you. Come here. Let me get a little, you know, let me get a little closer. See what you, what you got hanging there. Ah, I said, get over here. You know, it's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. And you're freaking like, and so, and it's this delicate game because it usually happens, you know, when you're by the boat, like it's coming out and now you have to. You have to tease this fish and you're trying to act like you're wanting to get away. But in reality, you're fucking not. You want to get eaten. Uh, You're trying to act like, you know, there's this delicate balance and you have to learn how to read that fish and know like it's throwing the signs. Uh, Some of the signs, gills flaring. You see them start breathing more. (laughs) You see them like start moving their fins. They get excited. They get like. (laughs) <laughs> you know they, they freaking friends start popping they're, i love how you're even... just like them around here <laughs> <laughs> they look all stupid and, uh, and they you know they get all lit they even get lit up a little yeah. sometimes you can even see a little bit of color change happening and and that's like you're like oh shit okay you can tell how hot that fish is how much you need to get away or how much you need to let them catch up because it's not just purely getting away it's also like yeah i gotta get away but i need to give you enough buffer where it's like playing with a cat, you know, a dog, you can take a ball and throw it far <laughs> and the dog's going to like, ah, he goes and get it. The cat is like, dude, that's too far. It's not even fun anymore. Yes. But if you have it like at arm's length for that cat, he's like, Ooh, yep. oh, you try, <laughs> you try what you miss. So that's kind of like this. It's this really cool cat and mouse game. And I just, I feel so fortunate that I was there for that. I, you know, the bait had fallen into my hands. I had this time to like build up this guide service and it, it all like came at that right cycle where, where that bait, like my guide service could have just been called Slide Summer 250 guide service for the first (laughs) few years. Like we didn't need anything else. I knew that like, if I just put this bait in your hands, 
something today will happen. It could be five things that happen. It could be 10 things, you know, 10 fish that happen, five fish that happen. It could be one. But I know it's not going to be small. I know that like, it's probably not going to be a five pounder. It's going to be someone six to eight pounds. And, um, you know, people had asked me kind of like, well, as pressure came on and as more people started throwing the baits, like, you know, did the bite get worse? Well, actually for like the first two years, no, it only, our catches only got more and bigger. You were the only guide service are at the time too, right? Doing that. In uh, that lake, just the swim bait specific. Yeah. yeah. Like now some of, you know, there are, there were some of the other guides that had, uh, like they knew what the swim baits were and stuff and they could have been, you know, their knowledge of fish is usually way bigger than mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guide because I feel like I know the most on the lake or I catch the most fish or I catch the biggest fish. I'm a guide because I just want to share this fun and this passion and like share the fishing, my boat, the gear, the, you know, everything about that. I want to share that. And that's like why I got into it really. And you run a center console too, right? uh, Yeah. It's a flat skiff. It's a Ranger 223 Cayman. I bought that in 07 new because I had an older bass, uh, 18 and a half foot Ranger 375 V before that. And we were out at Lake Pleasant one day. And Lake Pleasant is more like Diamond Valley. It's okay. uh, very open, deep, clear water, uh, but it can get wind that gets, it can get gnarly out there. Like yeah. you get serious whitecaps and like that boat, I almost like lost the boat one day. And it was one of those where like, we've, we finally made it back. We're absolutely drenched, you know, whatever. That's fine. I was still able to like keep it under control as far as the waves. I, I've always, you know, been good with that. But then it got to the trailer and it's one of the, like the water was coming in and the wave would over like come up and it would fill the trailer like completely the, the trailer was completely submerged yeah and then the wave would draw out and it was like out of the water and then it would be like two covered and then out of the water two covered out of the water two covered out of the water so like i had two buddies with me and i'm like all right you guys get out we're gonna like i'm just gonna come around the dock thing and you guys like jump and then i'm gonna go over here and i was lining it up and dude i had it lined up right and I went in with the nose and kind of like, you know, you got a time like, all right, I want to go in I'm where that water is right. right. Yeah. Because yeah, if I, you know, obviously I got to come in when it's right. So I came in, bah, the nose went good. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. But then the waves were so big on the back that they started like, Oof. one came up and it like lifted. I was like, oh shit. And then another one came up and it like just moved the back and it put it like on top of the trailer. Oh. And then it keeps, ba- you know, keeps hitting. Keeps hitting, and then it's like my motor, my motor gets. I look back, and it's the the outboard is getting covered with the wave. Every time he comes over, it's coming over the outboard, and then the motor just cut off. I think because all that water. Yeah. The motor shut down, and it's like, oh shit! And I'm Fuck. like still sideways. <laughs> my buddies jump in, and they're like in the water, right? And we're yeah. pushing it, getting the damn thing back on there, and like it, it only took like two, three waves for. You know, one wave, the outboard shuts down. Wave after that, every compartment opens up and everything oh, flies out of there. My At that time, you know, my Sony digital camera, which was, you know, like expensive camera at the time. Yeah. That thing went to shit. All my flies that I had like been tying oh. and spending all these years tying on shit. Those fly boxes went everywhere. Uh, you know, any other baits and gears and Lucky Crafts at the time was like, oh, my God, my Lucky Craft box. <laughs> dollars in there right <laughs> like nothing now but um, yeah like I, I lost it all and i was like man i i can't be doing this and out of this boat and mm-hmm. uh you know like i need a bigger so that's how that center console came around it's a flat skiff so it, it fishes like a bass boat it's 21 or 22.3 feet and so it handles that rough water insane 
Like yeah. water is no longer. I just laugh now. Like uh, we're gonna get wet. You know, it's not meant to be a dry boat. Yeah. But like we're gonna be totally under control. We'll we're gonna be fine. I've had it out here. I've had it in San Diego. I've had it out there in the Horseshoe Kelp. Um, so I, you know, I've, a lot I've of the guys out here, like I think Reynolds and, mm-hmm. and, uh, Benny Florentino run Rangers. Too. Yeah. Theirs yeah. are like the Bay version. Okay. So mine doesn't have like the higher size. Like, it's not like quite little, Bay. Okay. Mine's more like a bass boat with a center console. Okay. So it, it, it drafts 10 and a half inches of water. So I get wow. in anywhere because that boat is meant for fishing the flats, right? Yeah, like yeah. having a polling platform on the back. Yeah. That's what that boat is like designed for. I use it in this other way and it's just. It's so perfect for what I do. That full deck, uh, there's nothing on my deck. I used to be one of those guys that had, you know, 20, 30 rods on the deck. And now I look at it and it's just like, what are you doing with that freaking cl- expensive clutter of shit there? Like, you're, you, that spot is to fight fish, you mm-hmm. know, especially when we're doing what we're doing. These big fish, you sometimes need to move around. You need to move them with you, you know, with your momentum also, not yeah. just the rod and reel. Like, what do you, you're going to step on $10,000 sitting there. Like, what are you doing? And are you really like, hold on. Okay, no, hold on. Let me get this other one. Hold on. Let me check if I want to see the punker. Hold on. Let me see if I want to see that. No, okay. Let's move on to the next spot. And like a little typewriter. Like, no, you know, just, it doesn't really go with the way I fish anyways. I like, I prefer uh, to grab one bait and like figure it out and use that bait and use it when it works. Use it when it's not working. Use it when the conditions seem right. Use it when the conditions don't seem right. You know, so you really know where where it shines, where it doesn't. Um, that's kind of always been the style that I. So you'll be learning that bait for however long, like it could yeah. be mm-hmm. a couple of weeks or whatever. You're just going to be throwing that bait, learning yeah. it, different days. That's mm-hmm. kind of cool way yeah. to look at it too. Sometimes I like that. even like uh, <laughs> there's even been times like when I wanted to finally learn the HUD. Right for me, it was always like <laughs> I w- I got so into the hard baits and they matched my style so well. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the cycle was right. So I was on the right bite. It, it just, it spoke to me. I was learning from it. I was on top of it. I was putting the fucking pieces together. Just bum, 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 bum. like, I know what's going on. I know what that fish needs. Ooh, you know, these bigger baits, I know what's up. We'll put a front treble, you know, front feather hook on this treble. Yeah. See if that changes that behavior. Next time, bah, there it is. And from then on, <laughs> every fish on the front hook. So it's like, I was just boom, boom, boom. It was like really on top of it. And then like, it all kind of died. And, uh, and then the cycles changed. We started getting into these heat waves. We started getting into these years where, you know, drought cycle. Mm-hmm. We started getting into like, here we are in December and the grass still isn't gone. Yeah. And then golden algae, which occurs in our system naturally. It got a big fish kill. Sure. It, luckily, it didn't wipe out the whole, like the whole lake as far as Canyon Lake, but like mm-hmm. Apache got hit hard. Apache was above it and they used to have smallmouth over there. We used to, I used to do trips with swim baits on smallmouths. Little four, four or five year old Henry had a four pound smallmouth wow. on a, you know, on a glide bait out there. Like we used to catch them on the Hinkle Trout. Yeah, we caught smallmouth on the Hinkle Trout. Wow, Blunker Punkers, Batesmith. Like it was amazing and good largemouth. No more so, smallmouth. No more smallmouth there, oh, dude. It's dude. heartbreaking. I and, bet. Uh, and it, it's when like it's that's the, it's the um you know, like the double-edged sword of guiding. Like you're at the mercy of mother nature and Mm -hmm. whether it's hunting, you know, my, I also hunt or I also guide for, um, deer in Mexico, mule deer and coos deer. Same thing. It's going, it goes through cycles and Mm -hmm. we know like, it's probably not going to be a good year, but we go anyways. Right. And like, and it's just, those cycles come around and I think it'll, you know, obviously it'll come back. It's been two now that are like really bad. So yeah. it starts coming around. And, and this year we've seen some some difference now. You know, there are people starting to catch them. There's some conventional bites that start happening. And it's like, whoa, they're not gone. Like there they are. 
Yeah. So. And uh, when you're, what's your PB actually? My P's only like tens. Really? I, yeah. I I don't like remember because it's just a ten. Like it's not. It's not like a, if it was like 15, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, bro. 15.255, yeah, I love, I love yeah. when people 22 go. And a half, you know, it's, uh, 32 inches long and 34 inches long by a girth of 595. <laughs> That's right. Like, mine's just like, fuck, they're just in the 10s. Ten, I don't remember. Yeah, tenor you know, or something. Yeah, just tenors. And, uh, you know, a few, quite a few of them, luckily. But, uh, yeah, never, I've had experiences with other bigger ones. I've had some crazy. What's your big get? Your your one of your people that you've guided. They're big fish. Ten. Ten. Two. Yeah, that was Nick. Nick Aaron from oh, uh, cool. Lateral Vision when they oh, came down. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so fun. they they've been down with me twice. Cool. Uh, the first time Parker caught like a big huge eight pounder yeah. on the uh, on the Hinkle Trout, and they all caught fish on that one except Nick. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. They all caught fish. I had like three people on the boat, you know, yeah. Emmy, which I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's always harder when there's three, man. Like yeah. it's already hard enough when there's one, but. Like, you know, we can do it. Oh, no, yeah, we're cool. And they're such nice guys. They're, yeah. they're such, like, good people. Um, and it's just cool to see them, like, so friendly to each other, too, you know? Like, they're really good friends yeah. and all that. And, and uh, they had a great time, but, like, Nick didn't couldn't make it happen. It was just, like, for some reason, you know? Like, yeah. damn. Yeah. And then, like, he, he was really, like, watching and really, like, into it. And the one time that he slipped, right, like, it comes on this dock and it's the slicer. And I'm like... I'm talking to him, and then I look down, and there it is. It's like an eight nine, and it's just like right under the bait, looking at it like if you. It, his he had kind of stopped moving his bait too to like talk. So his bait kind of went from swimming to, and uh, I looked down. Oh shit, man! <laughs> Sometimes I like can't even get the words out. And I don't know if I'm speaking Spanish or English. Or I'm like trying to speak Chinese or something. Just like, go, go, move, move. Like what? Like, oh, we both see it. Like you know, the tail of it as yeah. it goes away and leaves this big old you know like spring water swirl. He's like, oh, he's like, was that my chance? Shit, dude. So good thing was that he it made him have to come back. Like he had to come back next year, <laughs> right? And uh, and he came back with Bass Jack, um, which yeah, that was such an awesome trip too, man. Again, we just got the perfect um, trout stocking mm-hmm. that that happened that evening. Oh, but what was wow. crazy was even that day we still like by the time the trout got there, we had already caught like four fish. We caught like I think we caught like seven fish. We caught more than a wow, limit. Wow, dude! And we didn't. Uh, they didn't like to keep them in the live well, which I don't like to that much either nowadays. They didn't want to keep them in the live well, so we released them all. But it's like, dude, that would have been one of those pictures. I don't even remember <laughs> how a, much. One of those one, pictures. Yeah, <laughs> anchored by a ten, you know, and like, and yeah, he caught that ten, and it was a high ten too. It wow. was one that was like, oh shit, dude, I think that's over ten. Yeah, and it was like, you know, it was a high ten big massive fish too yeah and uh that that's like the biggest one and then you know we've had some some losses uh brett williford came out and he had like one at apache wow that ate you know followed up first the hinkle with me and then like i like to throw that bait smith and like follow it up it comes up it eats it and uh you know it's funny because we all like dude when something this big happens like again the worst <laughs> everyone starts right? flipping and, uh, out dude. So we laugh me and brett were laughing because he was all he hooked up and he you know, like beats it it happens right at the boat so he beats it right away and i'm fast with the net i'm not slow yeah and i know to grab it right away i'm going for it i scoop in but i hear him like he's like manny 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 <laughs> like your kids yeah. you're like <laughs> manny 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 and i'm just like i know i know i know and like, oh, dude, right when like I, I look back and unfortunately he's just got like this much line out the tip and like 
Oh, and like man. I get that net under but like oh. <laughs> oh dude he thought maybe like did you is it in there is it in there I was like it's not bro he's like fuck I thought maybe it would be one of those where we got lucky you know and it went right <laughs> in like no we didn't Holy so we lost shit. it shit and of course, that's my that's my way to anchor you guys in. Like he had to come for his third, you know, his second yeah, trip. Yeah. And then on that one, day one, bam, like a beautiful eight and a half pounder, you know, or maybe nice. it was a nine, but just yeah. a beautiful stud fish. And it was just like, that is such a weight off my back, bro. And I'm just like, I, I know, bet. man, me too. Like now we can just enjoy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's how fun. So do it, you get a lot of people driving from uh, different states too? To a come, lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of SoCal. Uh-huh. Everyone's so Cal. Yeah, mostly it was, and definitely at first, man. I can't, you know, thank everybody enough for supporting me in that, and everybody that's come out has always been just so amazing, such an awesome experience. Uh, they're all, you know, around our age. We're all like the same like-minded people. Uh, it, it's just been like a, a, a blessing to, you know, make these friends. You know, it's hard to it's hard to call people clients. I don't like calling them that, you know, but it, it messes people up too because then they're like. So are you just going fishing with friends? Well, no, it's a client, but well, it's like, you know, it's the third time out here. Yeah, but like, you're he cool with me. the dude, you know? Like, mm-hmm. And then the setup that I had, which was like, for me, like what I, because um, I, I did go to college for tu- tourism and business. So I kind of always wanted to do something in the world of this tourism stuff, whether it was going to be super specialized swim baits or mm-hmm. whether it was just like, hey, you guys want to come party at the beach? You know, like, <laughs> I wanted to do something, right? Let me get in the tourism service kind of world. Yeah. And uh, so from the start, I wanted to model my guide service more like what I was used to seeing in the fly fishing world. Because I've also, you know, fly fishing is also a very huge thing. I've been an Orvis endorsed guide for many years and now like the Orvis pro guide system or whatever. But um, it's always like, uh, once again, I forgot what the hell I was talking about. (laughs) Your guide service, how you like modeled it because you went to school for the whole. So uh, the guide service, like I wanted it to be more like a lodge setup. Uh In the fly fishing world, there's lodges and they're not. They're not a lodge with the idea that like, hey, we're gonna a guide is gonna show you how to fish. A guide's gonna tie your knots. A guide's gonna teach you how to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really that. It's more like you're coming on a vacation to somewhere like Florida, mm-hmm. right? And like you're coming to a vacation, you're gonna stay here at our spot because you're gonna go fishing every day from here, and then you're gonna go with a guide. And it's more like you guys are going out to enjoy the fishing. Sure, there's gonna be shit you're gonna learn from the guide, obviously. And there's going to be things that he's going to want you to do a certain way and all that. But it's not like it's not this like lesson where like I think a lot of the bass fishing community seems to think that like going with a guide means like, oh, this guy was like tying your bait. Sometimes I am because it's like, well, hold on, bro. Give me that. That's a freaking hinkle trout, bro. I'll try this. If the knot breaks, it's my own balls. Yeah. Yeah, You know, (laughs) but like it's not like that, though. Right. It's more like, hey, dude, if you already know this stuff, awesome. Come out and we're going to have a great time. You're going to have the boat. A freaking awesome platform to fish off, electronics, the new trolling motors, the latest gear, the latest baits, the hottest shit. Like, you're, you know, go have fun. You know, we can do whatever you want, however you want. This is what I know what's going on. You can build on it. I can learn from you. You can learn from me. And, you know, it becomes more of a setup like that is what I always wanted more mm-hmm. than the idea that, like, I'm a teacher and, or, you know, I'm beginning, you know, I'm, I'm always like teaching you how to fish or the beginning thing. So it, it was really fun. And I set it up to where if you stay two days with me, I don't like, if you fish two days with me, I include like 
if you're flying in, I'll pick you up from the airport, take oh, you back, cool. or you can drive in and it includes your stay. So I have a really nice, you know, this room kind of reminds me of the fish room, green with the, you know, oh, bass you have art. like a little bed uh, I have, there. I have one spare bedroom and then another spare bedroom that's the car room for the okay. car freaks. <laughs> and then the <laughs> other one is the fish room. And man, so many people have stayed there and come through that. And it's, it, there's like such a history to it, yeah. you know, I, um, it, do you also I'm not going to put up some freaking camera there, but like it'd be <laughs> awesome to have like hey, do this, do this, do this, do this, dude, you know, <laughs> catch everyone beating off right, in the fish. God, <laughs> Damn, Manny, dude. <laughs> you can make a beat off compilation for the yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, the winners in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you, do you let guys like say? Say they don't want to swim bait fish as much and mm-hmm. they want to fish something else. Do you mm-hmm. go, let's do it? Yeah, yeah. So, You'll do um, whatever they want. Well, it's funny because that first time that lateral vision trip, they had brought down like a bunch of gear. Yeah. Right? And the drop shots and this and that. But, dude, once you start seeing like what's available, what can happen, like, oh, fuck that shit, dude. Let's do it. Yeah, give me that swim bait. Yeah. <laughs> Got a bigger swim bait? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. No, but we, you know, um, another like technique that I like a lot is the uh, spy bait. I have the spy bait kind of always rigged up for like anytime I see little blow ups or a little. What's a spy little, bait? I'm sorry. Spy bait is like this little. Um, it's a it's a Japanese kind of one of these newer Japanese techniques. It's a sinking hard bait. They're small. It's a sinking hard bait and it sinks about a foot per second, so it's easy to count it down mm-hmm. and then it's easy to trace. So once you start going, it uh, it traces kind of at that same depth. Okay. And the cool thing, the reason I like it a lot is it in a many ways it's like a small swim bait. Okay. You're, you know, there's, there's certain things that you want to be doing the way you're holding it. It's a slow, uh, really slow, steady, uh, movement that gets it. You want to think like just barely enough to get those props spinning. And what happens is this little stick with two propellers like becomes alive. It, it starts to shimmy and then it starts to also tail wag. Wow. So it's like, it's tail wagging, it's shimmying and then shimmying. And then it has these props in the front and the back that create, you know, that sound and the vibrations Mm -hmm. and all that kind of shit. They, uh, and the idea is that it's mimicking one of those little, you know, fry or fish that you see when they break out from the school and you see them on the surface and they're all like, yeah, yes. It's like, that's the idea that you're one of those guys that like, Mm -hmm. ah, like came out of the, came out of the school. It's kind of like a finesse kind of hard bait. And, uh, it, it's like killer on small fish, you know, and it's one of the only baits that, um, actually this one was brought to me by Justin Wesseling. Okay. He had come out and, you know, yeah, I want to do this, but Hey, I've also been fishing the spy bait a lot back home. I was like, oh, I've been really interested in that. Yeah. To like, what do you know about it? And he, you know, gave me his breakdown of it and the way he uses it. And I still kind of use it like that to this day. And, uh, we went out and we, we had a hundred fish day. Shit. At Canyon. And they were like, well, let's see if we can do it again. I'm sorry. It was 50. It wasn't 100. <laughs> 50 fish day, which is still like stupid. And then we went to uh, Saguaro and again, like the same thing. Wow. And we caught massive bluegill, caught crappie that were boiling along with the bass. Like, yeah. It's crazy. And I, the biggest largemouth I've caught on it was like five. Like wow. I, I caught my little PB I, on that's that thing. nice. Well, and yeah. it's, you know, it's six, seven pound fluoro. Okay. It's spinning gear. Oh, so damn, it's, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, oh, dude, he's kicking my ass. He's kicking my ass. And yeah. I'm back to the tree like <laughs> And, uh, and with Justin, so, you know, Justin has come out and, uh, you know, that first trip caught his, uh, caught his like PB largey for a while. It was a nine pound, beautiful fish. And uh, he's he's been back multiple times with um, sometimes just with that spy bait, kind of like 
let's go see what we can do with just the spy bait again. Yeah. You know, or just the jerk baits and this and that. So, you know, we do change it up. I do also do uh, fly fishing trips that, again, it's a small, that's that bottom of that funnel, the guy that's into fly fishing that can competently cast the full line and was open to like fishing for bass on a boat for it. That's a, you know, a little pool. You get a lot of bass, but bass dudes that mm-hmm. want to fly fish. Then. I've had a few. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've okay. had a few. Or guys that are fly it's fishermen looking for yeah that bass mm-hmm. yeah okay. or just uh in that world you also get a lot more to like hey i'm in town i want to fish what do you have well this is what we have oh okay you know because i also do like the stripers on the flies are really fun yeah, i seen that i do that yeah. and nowadays i'm catching them 40 feet down like on the sinking lines and all that it used to just kind of be like a a surface kind of thing for me or subsurface and now with the sinking lines and really figuring that out and with the electronics is really what would <laughs> change it for me like being able to know we're in the school, you know, schools are cramming around right now, like cast 40 feet to the right, let it sink to the bottom and boom, hook up. Yeah. So like, that's really cool. But I also do trout fishing trips, uh, small streams in Arizona. Oh, cool. And then actually one of the coolest trips, dude, <laughs> the one that I have, I really enjoy is carp on the fly. And really? yeah, it's, uh, in my neighborhood where I grew up, the stuff that I grew up fishing was in my, in my little neighborhood has a system of ponds. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's where I started with the bluegill and then the largies. And then decades later, it was kind of like, dude, those big ass carp, like, how do you catch those? Yeah. And I was like, nah, they don't eat stuff. You know, eat worms, bread, you know. Hmm. Yeah. It's got to be a way to catch them on these flies, though, right? And people are like, I don't know. You know maybe they <laughs> maybe they eat nymphs. Maybe they, you know, I don't know. You catch them on a dry fly, maybe. I, the, I, the local fly shops didn't really have any reference for me. There was definitely no, no internet stuff on them, no social media, nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like I set out, I was like, I'm going to figure this shit out. Mm. I'm going to make this happen. And it took me years to finally like sit down one time, like frustrated and just like, fuck, what the hell do these things do? Let me just stop and watch them. And while I was watching them, I saw that like this berry thing, like a fruit thing fell out of a tree and like two carp, they were just sitting there being carp doing nothing. Just <laughs> They all of a sudden like reacted to that berry falling in the water. <laughs> and they're like, they swam to it, and the one like outcompeted the other one. Like, yeah. got you, you know. And I was like, oh shit! I'm like, home. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I think I just realized they eat those damn berries. Yeah. And now the berries are small. It's not like I, you know, maybe at first I tried like imitating the berry, kind of the whole like match the hatch mm-hmm. idea. And I tried imitating that berry, and it, of course, it was too small. Like they wouldn't, it doesn't really do it for them. They. They didn't really, like, when it fell in the water, didn't do anything. They would swim right by it, not really care. So I was like, there's something more going on here. And I think it has to do with, like, if I take a rock and I throw a rock in, they spook. And they, like, boom, they instantly know. But if I grab one of those olives or another one of these ficus figs and drop it in there, they don't spook. They know and they come and eat it. So I put the shit together after a while. It was like, I think they're hearing it. Like there's some way they're sensing it with the vibration in the water. They different. Yeah, we all know that like, you know, rings in water is vibrations, mm-hmm. like sound up here. So I was like, instead of trying to make this thing look like that berry, I need to try to make it sound like that berry. So it took me about a year to develop a fly that floats. It has enough hook to fight and hook these big carp. They're, Asia, or they're grass carp. And the grass carp has the eyes on the side and the mouth forward, different mm-hmm. than the common carp. The common carp is made to eat on the bottom. Mm-hmm. That common, the, the grass carp is made to actually eat things that fall out of trees okay. in, in Thailand and stuff like that. And it, it's made for that mouth to be in front. 
So I finally like narrowed down the materials, spun the deer hair, and out of like an idea that I was doing with uh, Dan Blanton style of uh, a pot, a gurgler, I I put like a foam backpack on it to keep it floating, and that fly has I, I wish I could keep count. That fly has caught thousands of carp for me. Wow! It has tapped into something that like. You can't fuck with this. You know, like you cannot say no to this. Like Did anyone this, do this any like kind of article it. on it or anything like that? I've had it stolen. I've had it like oh. I've had other people take credit for like it. Like people ripped it off. I've had then, people rip yeah. it off. Um I've you know, yeah. So like I've been holding on to it and I'm it right now, it's for me and my clients to just kick ass. Yeah. And when the right time comes, I'll I can, you know, put it out to the world. When maybe I can, you know, put it with my name on it, mm-hmm. maybe a series of my flies because they all kind of have like similar things. Um, so I've, I've been kind of like keeping this and especially once I've already got burned because like I got burned with this is funny. It's actually a really good friend of mine, KC, that did this stuff. Yeah. Like and it's not and then it just goes to so some of like the industry stuff because like this isn't it's not the KC ripped me off and like, he would never do that. We're great friends. Yeah. He's done so much for me. Mm-hmm. Shirts and this kind of thing. Um, but the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Reddington was reaching out to him and kind of like, hey, you know, we want to like highlight you. You know, you got the right look. You, you got passion about this stuff. Like you got a good following. Um, we want to come down and kind of see what you do down there in Arizona. Like, with, you know, these carp things that you're doing. Well, I taught KC everything about these carp. It was on yeah. my boat. It was on my flies. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching it. You know, I'm guy. I'm kind of like practicing my guiding with him. And like that fly, you know, was part of it. And like, so, okay. And then he's like, Hey, you know, Reddington's coming out. And I'm stoked for him, dude. I'm like, yeah, awesome. You're my yeah. buddy. I want you to like, yeah, dude, get in with that company. Like have them take you around the world. Have them go for you. Awesome. So can I borrow the drift boat so that they can, you know, because I, I fished that on a drift boat to make it feel like more like a legit fishing trip. And it's a lot more fun than just kind of, you know, going on the Trouble. path, and, yeah, yeah. you know, walking <laughs> by people and, oh, yeah. hold on. Let me get you out of my you know neighbor's yard. <laughs> like, so I do it on the drift boat. They take the drift boat. They make this awesome video and there's my flies and they, you know, the thing was, even I didn't quite understand the fly yet. I knew that it had sound. I didn't know how the sound was being registered by the carp. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the carp was the fly was already going. It was already perfected. We were kicking ass with it. I I knew what was happening. I knew it was a sound thing. And uh, like in this video, um, KC like gets a hold of me afterwards because he's like, dude, the video came out fucked. Like it is not what I wanted. I kept. Like I kept bringing your name up. I kept telling them like, this oh, is the person that okay. made it. Yeah, this is the person saying. that did this fly. This is the person that actually taught me this. <laughs> this is his home lake. Like we're here on his, like, you're using his boat. Like, you know, this guy was the one that did this for me. Like he's put me on this. 
But of course, what's Reddington going to, you know, or that company, the filming company going to say like, well, hold on, bro. If we have this video and it's just you constantly talking about this dude who does this and also does stripers and also does large mouths and goes and fishes for pike out here and like all this shit, like, oh, should we be having him here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. And you're not a Reddington guy. No, no, like I was with Orvis. Orvis so you know? like... and, and Orvis isn't really giving a shit about me. Like, they're not putting me on no videos. Yeah. They're not like, they're like, he does what? Nah, who cares? You know, we got these trout over here. Yeah. And uh, so like, it, it was tough because like, damn bro yeah they took the fly and then they kind of had them as like you know in the video it's just kind of like a quick like oh yeah you know i just whipped up these flies kind of figured they look like dog food or pieces of bread you know or like an olive and it's just like oh it's just like a bread fly like oh dude that that hurt more like there's but so he much probably, more but going the thing on. is he probably started like this hey oh yeah this yeah. is what manny told me to do yeah, yeah he told me to whip up these. exactly uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, this is a design Wait, that manny yeah, came up exactly. with but again it's like i get yeah. it in the editing He's no longer, he's not editing it, you know, no. it's out of his control. No. And, you know, when I, he tried, like, dude, I could, you know, if I don't like this, he's like, I'm not comfortable with this either, bro. Like, you know, do, would you want me to, like, do you want me to go ahead and try to, like, talk to them? And I was like, at first I said no. I was like, no, you know what, KC, just, just roll with it, bro. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, it, if it's going to help you, like, just do it, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. I still got my child. And, and we came out of it, of course, still, you know, friends and, and uh, what I think is really cool that KC did was like every time that video got posted, like people would, you know, it, it dude, it got huge. Like it got a lot of attention mm-hmm. and a lot of people do, where are you? Where are you fishing? Can I come with you? Can I come with you? Can I go? Like everybody wanted to go do this. And what was really cool is KC every <coughs> single time would like tag me and like, you need to go fish with Manny Chi. Manny Chi's the guide out there. Manny Chi taught me this. Manny Chi's other. Those are Manny Chi's flies. This is Manny Chi's techniques. Dude, contact Manny Chi. Get, yeah, get out here. We're in Arizona. Contact Manny Chi. So like it, you know, he did everything above and beyond to make sure to make, make sure right. that, that situation was right. But you did know, you it's just re- one of those did things. Did Reddington that, ever reach out to you? Fuck no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They they you know they had a good time with their video. Uh, so it's you know in I've been doing this for a long time. I'm 42 now, and I've been through some shit. I've been through, you know, I've been through haters. I've been through like actual stuff like this, like getting ripped off, and you know, getting your work you know, becomes credit for somebody else. And, you know, it, it's happened. But anyways, back to that fly. Here's yeah. what, here's what was really cool. Do you, uh, you want a beer or anything? Yeah. Okay. Let me, yeah. let me text the beer lady. Guys. Okay. Let's get her beer here. Beer. <laughs> Aisle three. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, fuck you. Come get your own beer. Yeah. Get your own beer. Too, Maxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we're at, we're at Home Depot yesterday. And I'm like, I had my work boots on and like sweat shorts. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, see the white lady has her Mexican come with her. Don't. <laughs> Could you bring the beers out, please, honey? Thanks, bye. <laughs> yeah, and she gets so mad when I say that. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, you what, got- what color, miss? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And I'll talk like that. It should get fucking pissed. This, this color? Yeah, okay. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> but so back to that fly thing. Here's what was really cool. So one of my trips out there, it's a, it's an older gentleman. He gets a hold of me and he's like, hey, my son, um, he just graduated medical school. He's going off to do his uh, practice or, whatever, or his uh, residency. Mm-hmm. And like before he goes, I want to take him uh, fishing with you. And uh, I see that you do these like, you know, what do you have available right now? So I'd give him the run. You know, yeah, we could go four hours and, you know, hit some small hard streams that you're going to get frustrated on. Or we could go do this or go do that. Or we could do this carp thing. He was like, ooh. 
You know what? I've seen the carp thing because now, fast forward decades later, carp is a big part of fly fishing. Now they make lines yeah. for it. They make fly. You know, there's whole fly sections for when it. When that happened to you, when mm-hmm. was that? Uh, when like the carp thing took off. No, when the or, whole Reddington thing happened. Oh, that was probably uh three, four years ago, like four years ago. But you've been doing the carp thing for how long? Oh God, I'd get... ar- yeah, I'd already been doing the carp thing like probably eight years before. Okay, that, so six you years. did it was you were deep into it already. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I I was starting out the Thank guide you. service. Thank you. There you go. Uh, st- thanks, man. I was starting out the guide service. I'm, I'm, so... I'm diet, so you can have both of them. Oh, okay, perfect. Look at line them right up. <laughs> there's a there's an opener right there. Oh, the deer butt. Deer butt. No. Yeah. Just let it drop. It's fine. Doesn't matter. What do you got? <laughs> so this gentleman comes out and uh, and he's like, I I kind of give him the rundown of like the technique, the fly, this and that. You know where we want to put it. So under these trees, we're basically going to go hit up these different trees where these carp know. Yeah. And where I know that they like they migrate. You know they hang out and then they move to this over here. Blah blah blah. So it's kind of like we just go hit up these different milk run spots, and. Uh, and I, I look back, and the dad's kind of looking at me like, he's got this weird look on his jaws draw, like, <laughs> and, and you know, and I kind of finish with the fly thing, you know, yeah, it took me a while to develop this thing, you know, I think you know they're hearing it, blah blah blah, it kind of makes a reaction out of them, you know, it could get them to actually compete for the food, and I'm like, why looking at me like that? <laughs> he's all, dude, he's like, he's like, I'm really impressed. He's like, do you want, like, let me break this down for you to tell you what's really going on. He said, I actually did my thesis statement on the swim bladder as an organ in the fish. So he's like, yeah, in my college, like I ate a lot of fish because I had to like study those, the damn swim bladder and like we'd eat the one that, you know, we're using. He said that swim bladder, it's not only for buoyancy, it's also works as a resonating chamber. So obviously these carp don't have a lateral line. They don't have ears. They, how are they feeling? You know, are they just feeling this? Yeah, they are. And that's how all fish, you know, even fish that do have acute senses and sensory organs and, you know, all kinds of things, they still can feel everything in the water. And that's registered by the swim bladder, Mm -hmm. has that system of the cartilage bones around it. Those bones work like a tuning fork and the vibrations that they get sends that message to the brain. And the brain knows instantly that's a rock, that's a bass, that's a food, that's get the fuck out of here. Like, that's how that carp is registering that. And he's like, you somehow figured that out. Oh, like, well, actually, I didn't figure that out, but <laughs> we got him. But he was really impressed. And that really took it to like another level for me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, that I just kind of got like the science behind my fly. There is something going on to it. And, uh, and, and yeah, that's it's, it's like it's thing after thing like that that you build that because then I was able to take that into the swim bait world. So, like, when a guy asked me, like, dude, that big stupid bait. Like when that thing splashes in the water, it's gonna scare everything, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The two pounder knows, get the fuck out of here. But that six pounder, that eight pounder, Mm-mm. let me tell you what's going on with him. <laughs> His fucking swim bladder is fucking resonating and sending the image to the brain, which is fucking making him say, oh, I'm gonna eat that. So like, you know, like, oh fuck, you're so smart. And uh but yeah, it it trans it all transfers everywhere. You yeah. know, it all transfers and it keeps transferring and it and the more, you know, the older I get, like the more exciting it is to just keep melting all of this like human shit that I love doing, hunting, fishing, being outdoors, owning dogs, you know, finding foraging fucking mushrooms, like all the shit that I love doing that makes me feel like I get this connection is like in fishing, you know, and it's in the swim bait thing and it the swim, you know, the answer to swim baits is always like what's the most natural? 
You know, that's what I love about it too. It's always mm-hmm. like, well, what do you do when this, well, what's the most natural thing? Like, think about how is the most natural way that this super acute predator that knows and like, like is constantly adapting to its environment and knows its environment really well. Mm-hmm. How is he setting up? What is that saying that like bass are lazy actually mean? To me, it doesn't mean that they're fucking lazy. Yeah. To me, it means that he's so efficient and so much smarter that he knows that if I set up right fucking here, the bait goes either this way and gets out of my way or it goes this way and I get to do a short burst of energy and boom. So does that mean that he's lazy and fat? Hell no. It means that he's efficient mm-hmm. and it means that he knows I'm not going to spend this much energy chasing around a shad to get this much return. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat this much or, you know, I'm going to eat that shad, but I'm going to like eat that shad by using very little energy. Mm-hmm. Right. So that it's all, you know, and, and then that's the same thing in the animal kingdom everywhere. Right, it's always that caloric caloric equation. You mm-hmm. know, it's something that I have no control on in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I like to build up the calories. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, gear. Okay. Let's. Uh, what What do you like using, and, and um, what uh, for wine and stuff like that? So early on, um, when I when I like got all excited on that on the guide service, uh, I had a. Bef- kind of before that i was riding bikes i've always rode bikes a lot in my life and like i was riding bikes the uh, mm-hmm, okay. road bikes the 100 mile racing stuff i grew up with my dad like doing that stuff a lot new wow. 100 mile bike rides and had all these you know trophies under 18 first place second place well it's you were like, you were the only one moron but <laughs> <laughs> like i i used to do that and uh shit i forgot again gear gear so <laughs> early on this buddy from the bike riding thing yeah he's like got this internet um you know web page kind of building service and uh i'm like hey dude i need to set up a website for this like guiding and he like kind of looks a little bit and he's like look dude you need to put it videos and pictures but like what i've seen like you really need like we know how you are out there on the mountain bikes you're like the biggest fucking cheerleader like you're not the guy riding in the front you're not gifted you're not, you know, you're not the strongest or tallest or have the, you know, that kind of thing. You're not the fastest, but you're not the slowest dude either. You're in that middle of the pack and you're always fucking lit up. You're always so excited. You're always like cheering everybody on. Yeah. Most people just see somebody do something. They're just like, oh, yeah, fuck around, I can do that. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck that, dude. That was sick. Like, oh my God, you got so much air. Yeah, fucking, you shredded that shit. Like, I love it. Right. And yeah. like, it's just, and he's like that passion, show it in your fishing videos. So I was like, bro, I don't even like hearing myself talk. I don't like seeing myself on any of this shit. I'm I not like, you know, you. some people are into editing and all that. I fuck no one anything to do with that crap in my life. But he's like, just do it. All right. Well, I'm done up my business. Let's do it. So, so this was what age? Um, this was five years ago. So you when, started the uh-huh. you started your YouTube channel then too. Mm, I guess it, it actually like it it was like put it on Vimeo because at oh, that okay. time he yeah. told me like Vimeo, if we put them on YouTube. Um, every time somebody goes to your website and they click on the video at the end of the video, it's going to like shoot them to other people's mm-hmm. guide services or swim bait videos and this and that. Like if you do it through Vimeo, it keeps you, the only thing that'll pop up is your next video. Okay. So we went with Vimeo and then YouTube kind of like I would, it was like my secondary place to post these videos. Mm-hmm. But I made this one video of just me out there with the slide swimmer and it was when I was still trying to hide the slide swimmer. So I kind of edited it so that it never really like, ah, here it is. <laughs> um, and, I just I made this video that I thought was exciting of some some music I like ripping to and like it was just like the excitement and it captured it. It captured that excitement, the excitement I was having. These are some of those first hookups. These are some of those first misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is some of the the first one that I flipped into the boat. You know, it was funny because me and my buddy were just talking about like, dude, what happens if like 
one of these are going to eat right here. You're not going to have the net ready. And like, that's when you flip them, right? Like, man, fucking both flip them. <laughs> and right there, pause, <laughs> like three cranks in and fucking up you go. I'm just fucking, yeah! I'm so fucking pumped, dude. And like, shit was so sick. And uh, I made that video and it like got a lot of play in the community. And Ben Donati was one of the ones that like, one of the first ones that shared it. Okay. And uh, did you know Ben at the time? I did not know Ben. Okay. I did not know anybody. It was just me out there doing my thing. And um, all I knew was that like a few weeks before that, when I was kind of starting all this setting up and the website and this and that, I was like, you know, I need swim bait rods because these Shimano rods that I was using, they were a nice action, but kind of some of the typical uh, problems with the swim bait rods. The handles weren't long enough. I'm like, you know, cramping my wrist trying to hold that 400 fucking big ass reel. And I, I have huge hands, mm-hmm. like huge extremities, mm-hmm. but they're not that big compared to other people's. And like, <laughs> so those, those big reels like just hurt the shit out of yeah. my wrist. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to end up with like arthritis by the time I'm 40 here if I keep doing this shit. Like, wow, swim baiting is kind of, it hurts. Yeah. And uh, it's, it really turned out to be because the whole setup was kind of wrong. And so anyway, I talked to Ben. Like I was the one that kind of reached out to Ben and was like, Hey man, I'm starting a guide service out here. Um, do you do any like guide pricing or like, you know, industry type pricing? Because Mm -hmm. when I had just come out of the retail, I like, I realized that it's one thing when you go to a store and even though I was like, I was the worst salesman to my business because I always sold people what they really needed. Cause I knew like, Oh, I've done that. I've been out there hunting for that. I know what you're going to need. I know what's this. And you try to, you know, you try to line them up, but there's always kind of people that are like, yeah, but you're just a salesman. I bet you make more money on this one than the other one. And I'm like, actually, it's the other way around. And because I'm stupid, I'm not trying to sell you that one that I actually would make more money on. I'm trying to sell you this one that you would be happier with. Yeah. But um, so. Oh, once again, I forgot to Ben. Yeah. So I talk, I tell that to Ben and I'm like, hey, man, I just got out of a retail thing. So I kind of know what your challenges are. And I know that like, dude, when someone came to me and was like, oh, I went with this guide and dude, he had a, a Remington 700 and in, in, in this caliber, you know, seven millimeter mag. And he had the, you know, certain scope on there. Dude, I need that same thing. Like mm-hmm. I shot it. It was a shit. And like, yeah, I told you about that last week, you know, but when I told you, it was like, eh, you're yeah. a salesman. But when the guide tells you and puts it in your hand and actually you go and do something with it, then you're a full believer in that product. And mm-hmm. that's how everything works. Right. Yeah. So, I told Ben, you know, I was like, hey, man, I just got out of this and like, I think I have something to offer you because I'm pretty sure that this guide service is going to end up working for this swim bait thing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I put out the video and like, do you want to do something together? Yeah. Because like about two weeks before that, I had sent a message to Dobbins and, you know, I went on their website. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in the industry and shit like that. There was nobody like, hey, bro, can you talk to so-and-so? No, it was just like, well, there it says, like for promotional, you know, for pro staffs or whatever, send an email to here. Send an email, no response. Week later, you know, send another email, kind of backup, no response. I was like, oh, well. I talked to Ben and he's like, dude, I'm a fan. And like, you know what? Like, yeah, let's see, like, what, let's see what we can do. Yeah. Right. And at first he was like, you know, uh, what rods do you need? I'm like, well, dude, I want to represent the whole like lineup, right? But let's start with like, what do you think is the most used? Okay, well, extra heavy, heavy, and a, you know, double X. And uh, I'll give them to you at this price, right? Like this discounted price. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, awesome, cool. You know, fuck, man, that means a lot. And like, you know, why don't you come down and kind of get an idea? Of what? And he was like, you know what? I really like that. Yeah, like, let's come down and we'll see what you're up to, see what you, you know, what you're working on. And uh, he came down and since then we've been like best friends. That's and, cool. you know, he, he sold me those one rods 
like two two rods uh-huh. gave me one and then from then on it's just been like constantly free rods which for my guide service if i open up that rod locker it's tens of thousands of dollars sitting there that's been a huge and it's not just the money that he's helped me out with or it's not just that he's become like my best friend and we're so alike in our family setups and just our setup in life and the stages of where we're at um you know it, it's not that i've just gained that from ben it's that also like his marketing, you know, he was on mm-hmm. top of that Instagram stuff, on top yeah, of that marketing dude. stuff. His business was already, you know, it already kind of been established and like about to blow up. And, uh, and you know, with him and with the help of Swimbait Underground, like they made this whole thing happen. I would not be yeah. here. I definitely wouldn't have this hat on. Fuck, <laughs> sick as shit. Like, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be wearing the double digits shirts, but I wouldn't like even have all this open market to me, you know? So like the, it would have been nothing without them. Um, and Ben was the start to my business, really, um, both his marketing and what I learned from him about like, you know, I'd always been pretty good online. I never been one of those people that had problems like, you know, knowing how to act, but him even more, you know, don't draw into the bullshit. Don't draw into the drama, you know, just if people say something just fucking ignore it. You know, who cares? Like it has nothing to do with it. Hard us, to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, it, it, it was a big support and a big way to like, even manage how like, cause dude, my thing blew up like overnight, you know, it was yeah. like all of a sudden I go from like a couple hundred followers to like, you know, thousands and like what the, and all these people, right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, just like even knowing how to handle that and not become like some asshole, you know, or not become irritating to some people. So I owe a lot to Ben, uh, Swimbait Underground, Mike Gilbert, um, when, you know, when the hard bait thing, again, it's a cycle. So mm-hmm. then the hard bait thing kind of tapered off. Yeah. And all of a sudden that shallow bite, that reaction kind of thing <clears throat> kind of mellowed off. And it's all of a sudden it's like, damn, bro, like something's going on. I'm not finding them like that anymore. I'm not getting as many follows. And if I do get a follow, I just can't get them to eat. Like what's going on? And finally Mike Gilbert comes out and I was like, Mike, I need, I need help with like this soft bait thing. What's mm-hmm. up with this HUD? How do you use this shit? Cause they're like, Oh, you know, some people tell you, you use it like a jig. You fish it like a jig. Well, when I always fish jigs, I fish them like Bill Dance. It was like pop, pop, reel in, pop, pop, reel yeah. in, pop, pop. Oh no, I drag a jig. So I'm like, oh, fuck. okay. So already we don't even know what the hell we're talking about here. <laughs> so, okay. So you pop or you drag that HUD. Yeah, yeah, super slow, rock to rock. Oh, wow. And how many fish have you caught like that? One? Oh, okay. Like a fucking teener or something? Oh, no, he's like three pounds. <laughs> okay, so fuck your advice. Uh, how about uh, next? You know, oh, well, I just, you know, just swim it through the water column. Really? When'd you catch like that? 12? Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. So tell me more. Well, that was the only time that that happened. <laughs> Shit, that's not it either. Yeah. And it wasn't until Mike Gilbert came and really explained, like, no dude it's a constant swim you know hold the rod like this keep you know there's some certain basics here because i had tried to like get into the soft bait thing and i would have these massive fish come and eat it but i was making the common mistake of like trying to set the hook right away right like a hard bait like it had trebles on it yeah i wasn't like it, it almost it, like it a, wasn't, i've never caught one so it's like a frog almost kind of like yes where you let it take you, it down it's, and it's not you like know? you don't stop like the frog yeah it's actually like it's kind of like a crankbait like that gets too like all of a sudden your crankbait's too like yeah <laughs> yeah and you want to keep going into that so the big mistake is to feel that hit and right away boom swing because what happens and like if you see them in aquariums they come up to something they bite something but it's not like this one swallow kind of eat 
It's they bite it, they swim off, and then they reposition it and like, yeah, right. And they like gargle it down. Mm-hmm. They take it somewhere else so like another fish can't get it out of their mouth. And they like, that's when they reposition it and it goes head in or whatever. So if you think about what's going on, if you pulled right away, that fish was barely moving off with it yeah. or coming at you with it, whatever. But you have to like reel down to check. So it's kind of like what I tell people is like when you when we were worm fishing, you know, and you check with the rod tip and then you like reel up the slack and you're like, ooh, and you're like you felt the tick, like, and you're telling your buddy, like, hey, dude, look, I just got a bite. Watch, watch. When I kind of tighten up the line, see how he like tick, tick, it ticks back? Like he's got it. Mm-hmm. And then like, hold on, dude, watch, watch, watch. And like a Senko or something and it'll start moving off. Mm-hmm. And then it like eats, you know, he's like, oh, now he's moving off with it. Okay, yeah, dude, yeah. he's got it now. He's got it. He's going to eat it. And then you like, what do you do? You reel down and then set the hook. If you just go from there to, <laughs> like you snap the line of, yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean you get too excited and you snap the freaking line yeah so and and if you pull on it boom it like rips out of their mouth and they know like oh that was unnatural and they let go what i still can't understand is why if you just retrieve it they don't find that unnatural like it's still trying to like oh it's yeah. still trying to get away in my mouth yeah i'm gonna eat you now <laughs> but it's so it's not like a time that you stop yeah it's that you're you're keep going but you're trying to feel that that really tension, you're, it's almost like you're trying to feel that turn or that eat thing once it's, starling, once it's finally eating it because what'll happen is it'll, you'll come down to it and it'll feel like a crankbait running too shallow. And it's funny because you, you say this in all the videos, mm. you see guys kind of get the bite, real little more harder, yeah. uh-huh. and then you and see it go whack. Yeah, you know, and sometimes you'll see we have to catch up a lot yeah. because what happens is that bait's swimming and this fish eats it, but he's following the direction. Yeah. So instead of like turning off and eating it over here, he's like, oh, I'm going to keep going with it over here. And that's why you see us like, oh, shit. Oh, oh. like I don't yeah. feel it. I don't feel it. And bah! there it is. Yeah. And like there it is. Yeah. And now the question next, what line do you use? Oh, so yeah. Then the, the gear, let's go to the reels. Yeah. So with the reels, you know, at first, again, it was that idea of like the big winch, the Calcutta, the, you know, that big, big winching idea. But the thing is, like, those have, like, low gear ratios. And with the glides, I've preferred, I found that I prefer for the the reel to be able to eat up that slack. So, you know, that glide is all about, like, slack and then pulling on the slack. Slack, pulling on the slack. And what that bait does with that slack, whether it eats it, glides it, throws it down. So... For me, I wanted to, I, I realized like, oh, I want a high speed reel. When you're doing the glide beats. When I'm doing the glides. Okay. And the reel for me, which like, it came out around that time too, was the Daiwa Z200. Okay. That thing was so sick. It was just one of those that like, I looked at it like, oh my God, if I'm ever able to have one of those reels, that's when I know like, I'm a badass. Like, that <laughs> thing is so sick. And there was a few guys out here that have, you know, that their Z gang picking pictures, you know, like Z gang, <laughs> Because they're real 650 bucks. That's a lot of money. But it's the <laughs> shit. It was like originally kind of designed for snakeheads, I think, as I remember. Oh, really? Yeah, it's originally designed for snakeheads. So hard fighting fish, hard gears, and uh, but actually throwing like smaller, well, they, they call them bigger baits, you know, mm-hmm. but they're those big crawlers and stuff. And uh, so I was just like, I got to get that. And I did. Like, what I were you splurged. using before that? Uh, just like the Shimano Calcutta. Okay. Um, uh, I guess my faster reel was like a... Uh, one of those other Shimano, um, the Corrado, the- not the Corrado, but the uh, ah, shit. It's one of those Corrado models, the 300 size. Okay, Tranks, you know, not the not- green one, but the silver one. It's Tranks, then. No, no. That, it's old. It's older. Older though. is it mm-hmm. circular? 
Uh, no, no, it's kind of kind of oh, spaceship okay. look. <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which ones they are. Yeah. Right, uh, I like buying them because right now you buy them like 200, 250 bucks. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're shit. But they're usually good. <laughs> they're Shimano. So uh, um, I, I had that and then like I finally got that Z and like, oh, dude. And I changed out the handle for like I like to change out the handles for longer handles. Mm-hmm. I feel like those give you just better control and better uh, manipulation of that that cadence, that certain turn mm-hmm. that you have to do to get those glide baits working. Um, and And then the speed. So like that Z came out. And then now like Ben at the hookup gave me a Z2020 that's the JDM version and okay. it's the depths version and for a long time like in the Facebook groups and all that that's kind of always been the controversy well, what's the right reel for a slide swimmer well I like these ones. Wow, you know, this dude's fashion too fast no it's not that I'm fishing them fast it's I'm fishing them under control and and then this new Z it already comes with the upgraded handle mm-hmm. it it's an 8 to 1 Fuck. which is a speed faster than my 7 yeah um it has like this nicer you know not like I'll ever be hearing drag coming out hopefully but you know it's got this nicer like clicking drag sound and it's yeah. just everything's like it's all souped up and uh and that reel that I had for 650 Ben's got them on sale for 399 <sighs> at his shop shit so like <laughs> dude you got to get them and then they have the depths logo on them oh cool yeah they they were they were done by depths and it's kind of like oh now years later like hey i'm not the only one that agrees that a fast reel this style is the way to go for a for, yeah. uh, for a glide bait yeah. like depths also agrees like this is what they made specifically and this is not the manny chi version it's the depths version yeah. you know this is done by their own <laughs> so that's they the me, that's the reel <laughs> and then with the reels like i also i love daiwas uh-huh. i love shimano's those new um the, you know the new the I have so, the old one. That's a TE. Oh, the TE? Okay, yeah. yeah. So the Conquest. Like the new I Conquest. I don't have that much money. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> it's another one that's like, <laughs> yeah. I only like, have one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that Conquest, like the 400 size now fits in my giant hand. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just fine. It's a much smaller thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, that's, you know, the reels, I still, I keep different reels. Like I have, you know, I can't like just go with one. Com- There's been times when Abu was like on top and it's always been like, it's always been a struggle because, uh-huh. you know, this it's like it's been crawling up the swim bait industry and now our options are more open but you know for a long time it's like fuck we need the gearing on that one but with the speed on this one i need yeah. the speed on this one but with like the the ability to handle it like this one yeah i want you know like it was like all the features were spread out through the companies and nobody was really the swim bait thing wasn't enough and i get it you know it probably cost millions of dollars to make one of these damn things and the the tooling and all that but it's to, cool to, to like, hear that you you uh aren't a homer to just one no yeah you can't you'll you know? you'll, you'll you open your eyes yeah. to different uh, models i do think shimano is making right now a lot with the trank series yeah. and with the you know with the conquest where i could probably go all shimano now but dude my z like you know like <laughs> the z the flutons the ryoga like you know yeah. dio it just makes too much good nice stuff too that i like yeah. it's always and you know the thing i like about the swim bait shit is like the gear is so fucking sexy it's yeah. the shit and it, it's kind of like what i see in you know when i was in the mountain biking world the downhill shit is like the most extreme stuff so we could talk um, about that you know i used to own a bike shop oh really no my, way. my brother-in-law was pro downhill Oh, like an actual uh, pro. So you, did you race when you were 20s? Uh, I didn't really. I, I'd done a few races, but racing wasn't. So he, I was he more of the shuttles, uh, just doing shuttles with the local guys. He raced uh, for GT. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. he was on the cover of Mountain Bike Mags like four times. No way. I used to run. I used to run yeah, downhill. Yeah, used to yeah. do it too. Well, I, I rode in uh, X Games like a long time ago. No shit. I was in the street and uh, flat yeah. land and stuff. Oh, so that's dope. what I grew up doing. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I got like a huge, like a 
like 60 something stitch scar on my leg yeah crank arm broke off went into my leg we jumped the gap are you serious yeah cracked my head open yeah dude i've yeah three piece crank arm broke off Mm -hmm. yeah dude went right into my leg but yeah i used to ride i used to ride bikes he's my brother-in-law still rides he gets shit from Yeti. Really? Yeah. Oh, Yeti? Yeah. yeah he's a big yeah. Yeti guy. He's got nice, like a crazy dude. frame. Those are sick bikes. But yeah, he got me into riding and he, I used to ride. Around here, there's some good trails. Yeah. Yeah. Fullerton Loop's cool. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I used to, Carbon Canyon was cool. Yeah. yeah. We have really gnarly stuff in, in Phoenix. Oh, I'm sure. South Mountain. Only thing we do is Big Bear when it would be, uh-huh. you know, off season. Yeah. And for ours, that was Sunrise. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, That's like, cool, dude. you know, those kind of rides. And yeah. my last bike was a Cove, really? Cove Shocker. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was my shit. And, no uh, time anymore, huh? It's, you know, what I stopped was because I got scared and you can't be riding that shit afraid. You know, at that time I had my, my gun store and I mm-hmm. had employees. So it was like, yeah, I could go and like fuck up my shoulder and just be like, Kevin, reach up there, bro. I, I went riding again. Yep. I'm fucking sure. You know, and every weekend I would come back just like, ah, they'd be like, what'd you do now? I went over the fucking handlebars, bro. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, but I was learning and it's just, I got kind of too scared. And I was like, if I if I'm gonna be fishing commit, and guiding uh, and, uh-huh. and you know I'm gonna have, try to be taking dudes out to the streams, like I can't be like, oh dude, I can't even fish. Yeah, you know, like yeah. my arm, you know, because I did like did a partial tear on a shoulder, oh. and that kind of scared me. Like, oh dude, like it, luckily it was partial. It all you know, healed so back. Healed yeah, yeah. back. Now you just got the clicking, right? No, not no. even have that. Luckily. I got the clicking, but I that, like yeah. I really did everything that I could find of like you know walking your fingertips in the shower, going in the pool. Luckily, it was like time when I could be in the pool. Yeah, yeah. Like I really took care to to like treat it right. It's scary. It took my a long my time. brother-in-law, dude, he just uh, he was at the Fullerton Loop, dude, and he went to the. He's like had issues. He went over the bars, bad accident. Yeah, had had like Ugh. is it like fucking real bit bad issues yeah like you know just i'm like pins and and that's like some of the dudes that i would ride with that were in that front of that pack that were gifted that yeah. could do shit that i could never do on a bike this motherfucker's getting like pelvic pins put in right now and the other dude's getting like a neck thing Crazy, and i was like right? okay i think like i'm done <laughs> maybe yeah maybe the next step isn't like you know doing a freaking superman or you know, my hands off the handlebars maybe it's just like coming to death yeah so that's why i stopped doing that like extreme kind of the mountain biking but what i liked a lot was like how the technology starts up there mm-hmm. in that that gnarliest you know where it's pulling the most from the bike pushing you know pushing it to its fucking limits like that technology is what ends up trickling down to the race guys, the guys that are XC, mm-hmm. you know, the dudes that are going up the mountain, not just yeah. down. You know, you see it all. Those handlebars used to be like this. Now they're even rocking right. the big wide bars. So all that technology trickles down. I think that's really cool to see. And that's the same shit I see with the swim baits. It's like all that cool ass shit that we're realizing, like, this is what this needs. This is what that needs. It's like these companies are finally, like, they're starting to trickle it and down. And there's a lot and you see of it swim in, bait companies now. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a, there's a lot of options, it. both in baits and rods and yeah. bra- reels. Um, but, you know, it, it all trickles. And, like, you see it even in your conventional setups over there. You know, you see the longer handles yeah. now. You're seeing, yeah. like, you know, bigger gears or whatever. So it's just, like, that's the, I love the gear side of it, too. And, the gear is so fucking sick, you know. Like it's, this is shit. The rods look like freaking katanas, you know. Like they look like they're <laughs> like I mean, you know, yeah. Like it's just. And for me, it's like such a pride thing that like the you know I I've always been into like very like this human experience, you know, and how lucky we are to have this fucking experience in this life mm-hmm. and the human thing and and the history behind it and and when you take things like fishing and hunting, it's something that like 
you know, there's pyramids in Egypt. We will never probably know what they were doing with them, what their meaning was, what they, you know, why they did it, but they could manipulate rock in that way. They lived a very, you know, they obviously lived a very natural life in tune with the earth. And what did they do? They hunted and fished. Yeah. The same that we do. Yeah. The same shit that I'm doing today. The same shit that I will be doing Saturday in the mountains with a guide trip. I mean, passing on that knowledge, that art. And this is where that art has gotten us in 2019. Yeah. Tens of thousands of years later through fucking cataclysms, through ice ages, through extinctions, through, you know, changes in the environment. This is what we're doing. And it's the shit. Like, it's so advanced. And like, it's such a, it makes my hair stand up. Like, I'm so lucky. Oh, you're so pumped fortunate about it, dude. To you be love able doing it. To, yeah, yeah. To be the one holding that flag and like yeah. carrying it on and passing that art to the younger kids. Do you have to kids the other, I do not, man. No. I wish I did. I'm a, I'm an uncle. I'm a oh, badass uncle. Cool. Yeah. And I got my little dude. He's no, two. Not married? No, not married. Man, uh, it just hasn't happened. Yeah, I know. Dude. It's probably not going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, you lose I, all I would that love, time, yeah, I would love all that. And for now, I'm just a, a badass uncle, and like that little dude's gonna—he's—he's he's done a lot. He's already been out with me uh, scouting cool, for a uh, deer for his dad, and and we saw freaking uh, the wolves out there. And the, no way. Yeah, we got to see. We got to hang out and see the watch the wolves. You know, it's not like he knew what the wolves were. He's just kind of like, oh, him, he's over there. But like, <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever seen the wolves out in nature. And we You're sat like, there, oh. saw them in the spotting scope, and it was awesome. So yeah, he's. Did you? Do you have a brother then too? Uh, I have two sisters. Okay, so two they, sisters. I'm the oldest. Do they uh, do any fishing? Nah, or no, no, no. Do their husbands? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> you're really. solo, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's always just been me. Even like my best friend circle and stuff. Like it's always like I had my best friends, and you know we did our city stuff. Yeah. And then it's like I go either alone or with my dad to go do you know and as you get older now you got oh, more you hunting know, so buddies i'm sure mm-hmm. and yeah yeah definitely like if with. i want to take people with me i go you know there's people to take yeah <laughs> if i don't i usually prefer to be alone man really? I, yeah like uh even the bird hunting sometimes i just go me and hemi mm-hmm. I, i'm never quite alone i'm always with my dog and yeah that's another one of those like human experience things that just like that shit makes me cry sometimes you know Dude, like listen it's, to uh, this I, I got a story for yeah. you so you saw my dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had two of them. I had one named Bolt, okay. Black Mastiff Lab. Mm. Then I had my one in there. And this, I just posted this on my Facebook. So my, I have three sons. I have a 15, 9, 2. So when my two, 9 was about 1, the black, the, the other dog got real aggressive towards him. Mm-hmm. So I had to get rid of him. So we took him to her dad's house in Tehachapi nine years ago, okay? We go back to visit him Sunday. So I go up to the gate and his dad, her dad had like some big pit bulls. I'm like, ugh. I was going to open the gate because it's a big acre. So I see my dog and I go, Bolt. And I see his head pop up. <laughs> and then I go, Bolt, come here. And he, I see him run like aggressive and stop. Yeah. And he starts starts barking and like getting happy. <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm like trying not to cry in front of my son. I'm like, fuck. His dog still re- Dude, remembers everything. I tell him, sit, speak, yeah. shake. Did everything we used but to do. But at first, he didn't know who you were, right? Until at he first, came he didn't up. recognize Until you. He came, came kind of like, and then, yeah. And then he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh fuck, he still remember. he remembered my oldest son, my yeah. dude. It was, it was, it's crazy. Yeah. The dog. Yeah, when we think they don't have memory, oh, they, you know, they don't remember that. You like, know what movie dude. fucked me up was um, the same movie I probably fucked you up. The dog movie with uh, Owen Wilson. Oh yeah, Molly. Yeah, Marley and me. 
Fuck yeah. that movie, dude. Yeah. I watched it. I'm like, fuck, bro. Yeah. No, dude. There's another. Uh, there's another. Oh, short... the race car one too. That came out looks pretty bad. Race car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, something about racing. Or yeah, racing yeah. The dog looks... or something. And the oh, guy yeah. dies, and the dog. Oh, like... Any dog one is always <laughs> like, you fucking. Here I go, man. Bring a towel. <laughs> right. <laughs> no crying. Fuck you. Is that your like first like dog? Like he's on not. Your... He's like my third, and he's my uh, third healer. So okay. my first one was Rusty. Uh, he was, uh, like totally fell into us on accident. He was supposed to just, well, I was supposed to be a middleman. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to go to my uncle to like, go be psycho in Mexico in a ranch. Okay. Like go fucking be crazy over there and bite people and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like we go and pick him up and this dude was ugly. You know, like Hemi's like a good looking dog. Now. Yeah. They're pretty. And, and they're shit. all the same type of they're dog. They're all the same type, but they, they have a lot of variants in their scope, in their coats. There's reds, there's blues. Are they hunting and, dogs? No, no. They're herding dogs. Herding dogs. Okay. Yeah. They're cattle herding dogs. And, uh, and I, you know, this one fell into my like life by accident. Mm -hmm. It's funny when we went to go pick him up, it was like my dad's, uh, my dad worked with the lady. She was like, Hey man, I got this dog. He's in the wrong spot. Oh, perfect. I got this freaking ranch in Mexico. Blah, blah, blah. blah. So we go and pick him up and I had never experienced an aggressive dog. (laughs) You know, I've always experienced dogs that like bark at the gates or stuff like that. And the second you walk in, it's kind of like, you know, oh, okay. No, no big deal. This dog, like it comes out and this, this old man's holding like, Oh, holding back and he's like got this leash and dude you would think he's like holding back one of your dogs and it's this little freaking healer and i'm like what the fuck? and i was like yeah. and he's like stay back stay back he's mean and i'm like oh it's okay i like dogs and i'm like hey come here Whoa. oh shit dude like he really tried to bite me he's like yeah i know i told you like oh fuck dude he's an asshole so it was like around christmas time and uh it's my dad and my two uncles in a jeep grand cherokee that i had Oh, and fuck. we put him in the back. We didn't have like, we didn't bring like a candle or anything. We just thought like, oh, it's going to be this dog. Dude. Put him in the back. Dude, and my uncle's back there. They're both from Mexico. They like, what? It was like the, the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Fuck, they dude. were like, they had the jackets over. He's like, man, man don't, don't drive fast. Okay. Don't, don't drive fast. Don't take that. Don't take that turn too fast. He's getting mad. He's getting mad. And the dog would just. For no reason. Just back just Anybody pissed. walking down the street, any animal, oh. anything, or just, yeah, randomly. <laughs> it was hilarious so then we get to the house and i open the lift gate thing on the on the jeep and this fucking dog i'm thinking like oh i'm just gonna you know he's gonna stand there and i'm gonna grab he fucking boom he bolts oh fuck oh so here i am like chasing him down the you know down the freaking neighborhood at this one point i'm just like i'm just gonna say fuck it like <laughs> who is this dog anyways right like ugly ass crazy dog like just I don't know, Dad. Yeah, fucking fuck, I couldn't anyway. find him, bro. Sorry. <laughs> and I, I wanted to do that, but I just couldn't. Finally, he runs under this truck, and like I get under there, and it's like, <laughs> how am I gonna do this? And I had the leash in my hand. I'm kind of like, come here, come here. Like, ah, okay, that's not happening. And I look around, look around, and like, oh, there's a palm tree leaf that had fallen on the neighbor's house, like one of these neighbors' house. So I grab the palm. I do like a lasso thing with the leash. I grab the palm tree leaf and like, come here, come on, you little fucker. God, got him. All right, get the hell out of here. And then I got him by the neck. And I'm like, let's go home, you piece of shit. We put him in the in the garage in a in a crate. This is in the winter, so it's not you know there's nothing wrong with that. It's yeah, not, not cold weather or hot weather. Um, we put him in there, and it was like any time that you had to go out to the garage, it was like the Tasmanian devil was in a box. Fuck, that whole fucking crate. Dude. Just, <laughs> I was like, wow, man, this thing is insane. 
So we go hunting where I'm supposed to meet my uncle in southern Arizona, and uh, we were going deer hunting. And I let that dog, like, it's like, hey, we're out here. You've got nowhere to run now. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to try this again. And, like, I'm going to, he's probably thirsty or hungry. I'm going to try, I'm going to bring him some water and some food and, like, open up that kennel thing. I gave him that water and that food. And it's like, that second, he just, like, he licked, he ate, you know, he drank the water, ate it, ate the food. And then looked at me. It was like, all right, you're the one. Like, that's it. Wow. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, that whole trip, like, we would sit around the campfire and, like, he would jump into my lap. Fuck, and he'd dude. be in my lap, but at the, t- the first time I'm kind of like, oh you shit, fuck, dude. bite me, dude. Bite my fucking nuts. Yeah, like, <laughs> boy, boy, <laughs> okay. Uh, and like somebody else would walk by and he'd get protective of me. I'm like, whoa, they turn around, turn around. Yeah, bro, just go over there. And like that dog ended up teaching me so much about how to train a dog because we had a lot of stuff that we had to work on together. We mm-hmm. had a lot of shit. You know, I didn't want you barking at every person walking by. I don't mm-hmm. want you, you know, jumping out at bikes. I don't want you like barking, you know, doing this crazy shit. But I understand, like, I need to teach you. And he taught me how to teach a dog like that. By the end, that fucker was so smart. He made, like, most of my friends go out and buy healers. Like, after that, my, oh, really? my, yeah, my friend groups had healers. Because, like, if you're his or his best friend, like, he would die for you. Yeah. If you were a stranger, he'll fucking eat you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh. But he was like a five-year-old kid, dude. He, there was one time I realized that he knew what stoplights were because I had him in my truck and, uh, or in my Jeep, and I'm watching the stoplights, and I kind of look over him because I like watching dogs when they don't know that I'm watching, <laughs> yeah. right? It's always fun. And like, I look over at him, and he's like, he's looking up and then looks at the cars, and like the lights change, and he like looks at the light. It turns green. And then he like looks at the cars, Looks at the cars, looks at the light, looks at the cars, looks at the light, and he's like, <laughs> he starts like growling at the car. And I'm like, look at him, like, go. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the car went, and he was like, <sighs> he like let out that, like, <sighs> and then like looks at me, and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> like, you're crazy. You're like, you want to take the little motherfucker? Right. Like, when are you going to just start driving, dude? Like, oh man, he was amazing. And he had a story like yours when uh, one time we were meeting up our buddies, our friend group at this party. It's late at night. I open up the car door. They're kind of like deciding, like, screw this, let's go to somewhere else. And they're coming in like this big threatening line. And they're all laughing and, you know, kind of messing. Blah, 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 blah. My dog jumps out and he starts running at them and just and like, like bawling at them. Yeah. He's like, fuck, dude, you're not coming to my shit. His hackles were up, you know, the yeah. freaking look like I had a vest on. And my buddy Max was one of those. He's all, Rusty. And he heard that and it was like, skid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the tail goes into the legs, oh, you know, shit. ears go down, his butt like drops in the bottom. He probably peed himself. I didn't see, you know, he's just like, oh my God, it's you guys. Like, <laughs> I was going to kill you guys and all. Which is so funny. Like, it's oh, just dude. so crazy. That yeah. The, the, you see their brain and, and how they've how they've evolved to read us. They know us better than we do. They can fucking save us from, you know, epilepsies, from cancers. Right? Like, dude, they, nothing else knows us like that in the animal kingdom. Yeah. We don't even fucking know each other like this. No. You know? like, no. And we've been evolving for so long. It's a bond that's been happening for so long. And it's just one of those things that, like, dude, I don't want to live a life without a dog. Like, I yeah. can't. It's part of the human experience You've to had me. 
always had that kind of dog uh, since then yeah since then, since then it's well, been what year is that how old were you i was in my mid-20s okay early 20s like okay, early so to mid time having yeah how long do they live uh they i don't get more than like 10 12 years out of them really? some people you know, like my friends have had them for 15 years but you know mine live mine live life like yeah. we do shit we go deer yeah you know, he's the second one that i've trained and i can hardly call it me training it's just we ended up freaking kicking ass at dove hunting retrieving doves retrieving uh, wow. quail yeah he's an awesome quail dog because he doesn't like run out that he you know they're 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 a herding breed so they like to be by you and they like to always be like when they get too far right away they're like oh shit is, mm-hmm. is it cool is it can I go? you know what i'm just gonna come back hold on you know yeah. <laughs> they're like they're always coming back to you so yeah. they're never the type that like it's not like a hound where their instinct is to go and go find something and follow it their like instinct is to like do shit and like what do you want okay right here no okay over here okay left right left right left okay left. <laughs> you know they always want like you to yeah. tell them what to do so i uh, in two times like i always um those two have had like a good ball drive and a frisbee drive mm-hmm. so like i just kind of take it as that and i make it like it's like it's a game and like it's a retrieval game so uh you know bird starts flying i shoot the bird i run out there whoa yeah good job good job good boy Grab the bird. I take him back to where we were standing. Good boy, good boy, good boy. And then it's put it away. No more. I don't want you smelling it. I don't want you looking at it. You put that away. It's dead. It's done. Game over. Like that one's done. Next up. And like both of the, both of my last two healers on the second bird, they're already like bringing it back. Like they catch on. Yeah. That's awesome. They catch on really good. Yeah. Like especially my last one. Uh, he died young, so that's kind of where that lapse of time doesn't what fit in. To, what he had a liver, just oh, a, okay. a bad liver. At five, he passed away, liver okay. disease and all that. You know, it was hard and shit. But like, I love it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like super ball fucking. I don't want to eat. I don't want to do anything. Throw me the frisbee. Throw me the frisbee. <laughs> and he, he was awesome. He would have like there was a few guys, friends of my dad's, and this and that. They would come out and they have like their champion dog in Montana. He's in fucking training right now. You know, he's like the number one fucking bloodline. He's with the number one trainer in the country. It's costing me fucking you know ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I'm just like wow, shit. Okay, so we go hunting and dude, I've had one guy like Keith Ward was like, fuck you and your dog. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I spent so much money and time on mine. He's gun shy. Like he won't even return uh. a damn dove. And here's this fucking he like, dude. That guy used to like bring two at a time, or he he'd like be bringing one back and like see some fly and stop, and look at them and look at you, pow, pow. and you miss. And you're like, God. And you, go, <laughs> and you come back. You know, it's like, uh, that's so. It's funny. amazing, and it it just makes it. Um, it makes me want to go and hunt every morning, you know, where yeah. maybe if I didn't have him like that, it wouldn't even really be that. I'd be like, ah, I got some in the freezer. I'm good. Yeah. You know, but yeah, with the dog, it's almost like oh, he needs it as much yeah. as I need it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool I, story I take him, hear, I like take him to... archery hunting with me. Really? I've been 40 yards of deer, 90 yards of deer with wow. him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've, wild. I've had times where like it's a group and like there's a couple bucks and there's some does. The does are onto me. The bucks aren't quite onto me yet. And the does were just having this fucking standoff where it's like, like you gotta wait until if once they start eating you can kind of yeah hide a little better hide a little better he, under that rock he knew, huh? oh i look back because every time i'm like oh god what's he gonna do and he's just like he's laying down next to me <laughs> laying down laying down but that fucking standoff like took a long time and i'm yeah. starting to like Ow. <laughs> and he just gets up and i'm like hit me, hit me. <laughs> 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 
Damn it. That gives so, my chance. And he gets yeah. up, but he's not like looking at the deer. He just gets up and he's smelling over here and like scrubbing. And it's funny because I see the deer, the doe's like, oh, oh, just that fucking dog. Okay. And they go back then to you're eating, good and I'm to like, go almost, yeah. oh shit, this yeah. dude worked out like a blind. Like I was able yeah. to sneak a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah, I take him. Uh, I take him even, you know, big game hunting. With do you me. do uh, bear hunting up there too? I don't hunt bear too much, no. uh, too often. Um, I, I when I was young, in my early teens, I went bear hunting, and I got a monster Arizona bear. Oh, okay, so it's in like the AZ record books. It kind of misses the 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 Boone and Crockett record books by a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a huge bear, huge from, you know, stuff from my age and everything. And I think that kind of was the one where I was like, you know, I've I've done that at its biggest. Like, I, I don't think I need to kill another bear. Yeah. But I'm I'm not against it. I totally understand why we hunt them and and the benefit but, but, of but them. But for a game, a game uh, mm-hmm. like that, you're like, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, it's kind of uh, like, yeah. dude, you know, how am I going to get a bigger bear than that? And yeah. like, I, I don't, uh, I like to eat everything, you know, and, and the bear is just kind of. It's hard I, to get the right I, one, huh? I hear that they're all great and all this and shit and all oh, bear meat. And, you know, you hear it on Joe Rogan's podcast all the time. You're like, <laughs> oh, fucking bear meat. All right. The blueberry bears and the fucking this bear. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't believe like it. Bear and javelina, you know, let's, kinda, you know, let's go elk hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> But I love the food side of it too. You know, I'm super into food. I love cooking and yeah. I love that connection of like eating the stuff that you, you know, as you know, it's always different when it's eat, you're eating something that you've done or you're preparing something that you've done. That's such a connection to the earth. And again, one of those human experience things that's just like, I see that loss of connection so much in other people in today's world that it's like, dude, this, like, you need to do this. Like, this is, this is important to, yeah, not only like I feel so much better, uh, digestion's better. You eat that stuff like elk and deer, and then you go and eat like beef, and you're just like, dude, this stuff is shit. <laughs> like I can tell, you know, the way I feel, yeah, the way it's like hitting yeah. me. Like, so you try garbage. to eat as healthy as possible too. Uh, I mean, I eat everything. I'll eat burgers, you know, yeah. cheeseburgers too. And sometimes I hit up McDonald's, and uh, I just like food, man. I yeah, li- but I like, when you're I like at home, food. you'll you'll make like some. Oh, elk definitely, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always like elk, or this last time, you know, with the yellowtail. So now I'm like searing and the bellies and the pokey and the yeah that's my first time making uh-huh. pokey i made pokey. oh yeah yep. my son it's fun my to make, son, huh? yeah, yeah i made him fun and fast for his birthday i made him like shit like a whole big plate he turned 15 of just sushi yeah i'm like here you go for your birthday he's stoked nice, you know dude. so now i'm like whoa I got a shotgun. It's like a decent shotgun. And oh, I'm you like, do? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, maybe I want to go a little hunting, dude. You got to go to Arizona, bro. Well, my <laughs> uncle my uncle and my cousin used to be a fly guide in Idaho. Okay. So they're both big hunt. My yeah. uncle, uh, yeah, right. my uncle Rick and my, my cousin. So they're like, whenever you come next time for Island Reunion, we'll get the tag for yeah. you. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, th- I think I want to because, I mean, it'd be cool yeah. to have me, my my wife's a vegetarian. Yeah. The, the baby's a vegetarian, uh-huh. but I, I'm pushing fish on the baby a little more. Yeah. But the rest of us eat meat, so. Yeah. And she'll the, make us whatever. The doves are yeah. fun, but the quail is even nicer. Like, yeah. it's a more white, you know, meat yeah. and stuff. The quail's even better. Uh, and I love, like, I, you know, I, I've gotten into picking mushrooms, like, in the last I few years, that. too. Got a video flagged on Instagram recently. I was like, I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm why is it flagged? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? It's so funny because like, I I I pan over to like Hemi. He's just sitting there. I don't know. Maybe his wiener showing or something. They didn't like. The Hemi's sitting there, and I'm like, 
good job. You know, Hemi smelled these out. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you know, you didn't fucking smell no mushrooms. <laughs> and I'm like digging them up, but they're like a lobster mushroom. And the, the lobster mushroom like looks like cooked lobster. It looks like a cooked lobster. It has this orange color. Yeah. And it actually tastes like uh, lobster too, no depending way. on what it was growing on. Because the lobster mushroom is actually a, uh, a parasite type of mushroom. So there's a host mushroom before that mm-hmm. that it grew on. They say like, you know, in, in where I am, there's no real mushrooms that are like super poisonous. We're like, dude, you ate the mushroom that was growing on that mushroom. Like, oh shit, and he mm-hmm. died. That's not going to happen. But it's just kind of like affects the flavor profiles more. So like I found one and it was like real pretty, but it didn't really have a lot of taste. But a normal lobster mushroom tastes like lobster. So it's like uh, really cool and it has yeah. the consistency of it. And uh, wow. yeah, I was just digging that up, but I could see how maybe it looked like bloody the algorithm maybe or thought something. it was like yeah. guts. Maybe they yeah. thought Hemi found a gut pile or yes, some dead animal, that's... and I'm digging it up, and then I'm gonna eat it and fucking make it sushi or something, you know? Like, <laughs> nah, dude, it's just a fucking mushroom. But I love the, you know, I love the, the just the foraging thing and all that. It's just again more of that. There's on the way home. There's like a there's a tree I found lately. It has apples, bro. Oh, really? It's the fucking devil's tree. And it's like right next to the stream that's like our closest uh, trout fishing to Arizona, oh, really? to the valley. Okay. So like when you need a break from the heat, just drive up oh, there. Oh, you have a video of you grabbing mm-hmm. an apple too. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like I found this apple tree. And then now I call it the supermarket because like there's these fucking apples. And then now there's also blackberries mm-hmm. like growing there. So I'm picking blackberries. I'm eating apples. And then I'm like, wait, wait. Oh, oh shit. There's a fucking grapevine there too. No way. You're growing these little black grapes, dude. And I'm fucking picking grapes. Oh man, I, that's I so love funny. This shit, that's dude. so funny because we on the it. way to see the dog and her dad uh-huh. in Tehachapi. He lives up that way. Uh-huh. Um, there was like a grape. We had they had to pee one of the kids. Yeah. And there's grapes hanging, and they're like, "I'm gonna grab some." I'm like, "All right, I don't, I don't know anything about the outdoors." <laughs> and they ate them. Like these are the best grapes. They like, washed them off. Yeah. Ate them. I'm like, dude, yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing, man. The flavor is so different. Yeah, that's anything what, that's that what they're eating and herbs that you grow at home and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, I love that shit, dude. It's uh, again yeah. just start of that connection, you know. Got It seems like it's a lot hard of it, these days. A man. lot of a lot of it to use is a bigger on the connection too than anything. Being that, a human, yeah, you know, because that's so hard now. Yeah, like it, it's awesome that we're living in this time where everything's so easy and everything's so given to us, and you know, we're not scared of animals. We go to sleep like well you know (laughs) think about how many millions of years humans went to sleep like oh shit dude it's nighttime again (laughs) something's gonna get me anxiety before night yeah you know like we live in such an easy time but it's also so easy to like disconnect from it and yeah to make you know make bad decisions and just do things that like man i think you're just getting yourself further from it all not not connecting to it do you try to like keep off the phone sometimes uh i hate it you know, I, I don't like it. Uh-huh. I, I see it as ugly to like go places and just everyone's like head down, you know, like I, I definitely see the ugliness of it. But obviously, you know, it's made my life happen. It's made my business happen. So I still like I have to use it like that. Um, and I, I do have fun with it. You know, the stories and shit are yeah. like pretty fun sometimes. <laughs> so, like I, I like to have fun with it. Um, and, and of course, you know, it's brought on friends and relationships and you know random stuff all kinds of shit like it's it's brought on all kinds of good things you know and yeah. baits and manufacturers and you know getting with optimum baits like come on dude i would have never have dude, had that I'd with say, you know yeah. if i wasn't part of any of this stuff so it, it's a double-edged sword i would say yeah. you know it's it's which i think everyone you need says to you need to know yeah you need to know that like that's one thing earth and this life is another and they both need to be catered to you mm-hmm. know i would say so that, that's kind of how i look at that yeah you know what i want to get back on though line because i like oh, swim okay. bait. yeah i like knowing uh mm-hmm. 
So like a couple different dudes, like yeah. Matt Peters kind of like throws a completely uh-huh. different line than like Gilbert threw. Right. And then, you know. Yeah. And and when it comes to that, like in even this whole setup, it's um, a lot of it is like it's what works for me where I am in that specific time. Okay. And the one thing about fishing is that, you know, again, one of those things that I learned is that it's really about adjusting to every like different little condition that happens all the time. And so for me, in my kind of lakes, I do not have, it's not like DVL where I have like trees, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have the risk of like abrasion of running off, uh, losing fish or losing baits to abrasion. Uh, I have primarily rocks, right? Like shoreline, rock cliffs and ledges like down there deep. So for me on the hard baits, uh, I, again, I take a lot of this as just your basic fundamentals of fishing, right Mm -hmm. sure it's a big swim bait it's still a basic fundamental treble hook to me always meant mono line because of the stretch you want to have that stretch for the the first initial impact it needs to have that stretch and then that rebound that inserts that hook into them Mm -hmm. more so when you have that rebound working at it it's not just you, you know people get caught up in like the negative side of it stretching well, the other side of that is that it wants to come back to its original state too. Mm-hmm. So you're always having a little bit more tension going on. Um, and the other thing too with these hard baits, you know, they put the line through a lot. So you want to be able to be like changing that line pretty often. And I, you know, this is more like uh, the do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> like, yeah, I shouldn't be so lazy, and I should like re up my line, you know, change my line every trip. But I usually, you know, hey, dude, we're super tired. We just got back. Like, we're going to go eat and we're racing to go to a dinner before the restaurant's closed. And then we're racing to come back to get enough sleep to go up and do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I can get two, three days out of it. You know, it's not a big deal. But it is good with that mono to be able something like big game or eyes line. So, and the difference that I had to go to there was because when I started messing with reels like the Z, uh, reels like the Pluton, they weren't designed for big 20 to 30 pound monos. They're designed actually for like braids. Mm-hmm. And so that is, you know, you're, you're having to check line diameters and you have to be more conscious about, okay, what is this brand? Um, what does this brand offer me for line diameter? What is this one? So I kind of have like, I always have 25 mono. I have 20 pound mono at home. I have 20 pound Iserline Copoly because I like the Copoly has a little bit better uh, diameter. Um, and then I have 25 pound fluoro and I have 20 and then now like even 15 that some of like the bite has gone downsize and, you know, we get some of like the six inch citizens, um, you know, those smaller baits. I, I told Mike, like, what the fuck? Did I do? Well, <laughs> you probably got your big stupid setup, don't you? With 25 pound. Yeah. Well, fucking downsize that shit. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. It works a lot better. Um, so, so that's why like, and, and again, the floral on the soft baits, it's the idea that, well, there we're trying to bury in a hook or down deep. I don't want stretch there. I don't need that rebound thing. I just need to be able to grind down. And when I hammer that hook, it's boom, it's going in and it's staying in what there. What kind of floral are you like using? Uh, cigar, cigar is the one. Yeah. And, and a lot of it too back, is just, uh, you do a, um, back. Yeah. I don't it? fill them all the way up cause it's like expensive, dude. Expensive. And even though I get things that, you know, <laughs> I get deals and I get this and that, yeah. I, I don't get free line Yeah, and no, no line pays me a check. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, I don't like spill some of them. I don't even fill up all the way like the 400, uh, conquest. Mm-hmm. If I fill it up all the way, I find it becomes really easy to backlash for people. Okay. I can kind of control it but even i'll fuck up too and like uh like i see it just kind of be a little bit out of control so i knock i don't fill it up all the way quarters or something Uh, a little bit more than three quarters but somewhere in there right and then on the back yeah i have like some 
I'll grab like my 30 pound mono mm-hmm. and just, you know, bulk up and then go because, you know, those have too much capacity for what we need. Yeah. But the reason isn't for like the amount of yards on the line. The amount, the reason is that so that you can get that 20, 30 pound line and not have, uh, not have a big variance in your, ver- in your, in your retrieve from okay. when you're out there to when you're here. Yeah. Because if you don't have that going on on the 400, a wide enough spool, it gets a big variance just by physics that like when it's out there, the line's behaving, you know, it's picking up yeah. a different amount than when it's up over here and there's more line on the spool and it's picking yeah. it up. So that's kind of, you know, my line. I like 20 pound line on the soft baits, but the problem is that like we're starting to get a little bit of quaggas and, uh, those it becomes real easy to nick on that stuff mm-hmm. and i also found that like with the 20 with those heavier like the 10 inch hud and the the nine inch battle shad and stuff when you get like a when you get a uh, a backlash it's like that kink happens in the line and, and it's you way can't back get rid of it or two. right and it's way back down there so even though you pulled all your line out you got it back you cast it again and then it's like you're fishing and you're coming up over this ledge and maybe it's a fish but it's probably just a fucking ledge and you're like oh oh Oh, fuck. And you're like, fuck. That was one of those nicks that I had in the yeah. back. So that was the only reason I started going to 25. It was okay. just for that. But, you know, if I had other conditions. That's like, but you're like you're saying on something 7, 9, 12, mm-hmm. the smaller battle shad do maybe go 15. 15. Yeah. yeah, 17, I think it is. Okay. Because it's yeah. like those, yeah. you know, they're odd numbers. Yeah. So it's like 17. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's 17 pound line, fluoro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and... uh and, you know, that would change if I had different things going on. If my water all of a sudden became super clear, maybe I'd be a little bit more worried about getting bit. Yeah. And, like, you know, being with that clear floral. So that's why, like, you know, I know that guys out here like to use floral for the hard baits a lot, for the glide baits and stuff. And I, I totally understand why. I get it. And also, like, nowadays, you know, we used to just be able to, like, fish that glide bait subsurface really effectively. Now it seems like you have to dip it. you got to sink it down to their level more. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get it down there. And the floral helps for that. I'm sinking, yeah. But it's not like night. You know, it's not <laughs> like you can't do that with mono. I do it with the mono, too. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, the, the floral sinks, the mono floats. Um, the only one I stay away from is braid. Like, that's just, there's something about And I'm finding out that there are braid brands that are better than others. Maybe someday, you know, I'll be like super <laughs> stoked about a braid that doesn't seem to bind in a lot. But that's just such a problem where it's like, fuck, man, like you're working on my patience right now. You know, <laughs> you know, make me snap my rod because like it, I didn't mess up. It's the fucking line. You know, <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> I didn't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> so like, yeah, that's what that's what's up with the braid. Yeah. You know, it's just hard because uh, I think the Berkeley one seems yeah. to be one that's like now made like it's like woven instead of like just I'm a power pro and I like the Adiowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. J-Braid's pretty good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I fish salt more like a lot of calico more than anything. So yeah. it's like it doesn't really affect me much. But last mm-hmm. year, I remember I went on one trip by myself to Diamond Valley. I talked to Charles and I said, what do I get? So he told me to get some 2S waivers. Yeah. So about three. Nice. Good job. About, okay. So, <laughs> good thinking. So about a... First one I lost in about a half hour because I backlashed on braid. I didn't uh-huh. know. Yeah. And then the second one slow sinks. Uh, <laughs> and then the second one uh, they go so fast when they're not connected. Dude, right? they go so far. I was a hundred dollars in, and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> so I had one again. It was a Gancraft. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bought Joe from the performance. Yeah. So I threw that, and then my wife's on the phone. I'm like, I'm fucking leaving. This sucks. <laughs> and I'm not thinking of the way the way you say about reeling because yeah. I was probably reeling wrong the whole time. So I'm just right. kind of going. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be home in a minute. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I see a fucking play eight pounder behind. It. I'm like, yeah. 
oh my god oh my god i think i fucking got it i'm on the phone you know and the, <laughs> and the fucker turned and hit it and i was like oh, oh. it changed the whole but really? when i went with charles he kind of like showed me the deal and bring fish yeah. out uh-huh. so i this year I'm, I'm probably gonna go with seth a lot and yeah try to try to get me a good swim bait fish you know nice because dude it's, yeah yeah that's the goal but I'll tell him to quit messing around. We're supposed to go lobster hunting tonight. That's what he told me. Yeah, yeah dude. Just night swinger. <laughs> night swinger. <laughs> well, dude, thanks for coming on. This oh, was a, a real you, fun one. Uh, there is something uh, more, though. Dude. Oh, There's something more I want to add. Let us know. Let us know. So there's something more I want to add that isn't just like the fun and the laughing bullshittery and all this stuff, you know, laugh at me that we do. There's actually something serious that I've been like, again, one of these things that I've been find, like figuring out lately. Mm-hmm. Okay, so lately I had a friend from the bike world that reached out to me and they said, Hey, I work with uh, trout unlimited now. And, uh, I want to book a few trips, uh, with you for some guys. Can we bring two, you know, two, two people or one other one, you know, besides that? Yeah, sure. You know, um, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, well, he's probably going to be bringing in from people from trout unlimited that are like coming in to visit Arizona, yes. you know, like fishing guys, trout guys, probably fly fishermen, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, whatever. We'll take them to Lake Pleasant, you know, just for a little day trip. And uh, see what's up with the stripers. We go there and it's actually not that at all. What was going on was he is kind of like, it's almost like Trout Unlimited and him is almost like lobbyist kind of work. So he's not just doing really cool stuff like uh, snorkel, um, you know, uh, snorkel accounts of trout in the river and stuff like that. He's also doing things where they're flying to D.C. and they're working with uh, politicians because right now, What's really big in their world and what Trout Unlimited is working with is this uh, public lands debate. Oh. Like what's going on with our public lands, how mm-hmm. we're going to manage our public lands. That's a huge issue out west, mm-hmm. right? Arizona is predominantly public land. So a lot of that hunting opportunities, fishing opportunities, they're on BLM land. We're the owners of BLM land. That belongs to us and it belongs to the world. Mm-hmm. It's the only system in the world where anybody from anywhere can come and go hiking, can go hunting, can go fishing. They can enjoy this land. We set the program, you know, we set that up for the world. It's mm-hmm. not just for us. So it's a very delicate system, right? Like a very awesome thing, very you know, unique thing to the U.S. What's going on with that public lands um, and, and those trips, they weren't the Trout Unlimited guys. They were actually assistants to my congressman. And my senators. Well, no way. So he's kind of like bringing them out. So like most of these guys are people that have never really been fishing. They live in Arizona, but they didn't even know there's a lake. That kind of thing. Yeah. So he kind of like brings them out like, hey, man, let me expose you to why we like this, why we're into this shit, this cool boat, this guy, you know, this guy fishing, the electronics, you know, it wasn't like fabulous fishing, but we were catching fish at least. And, uh, and he kind of, you know, as he's talking, it's kind of like a networking and kind of a schmoozing thing, you know. Hey, mm-hmm. hey you know, what, is, uh, what does your congressman think about that new, you know, do you think there's going to be any power in the blah, blah, blah? You know, and they start talking and I'm like, oh, shit, okay, <laughs> that's what's going on on this trip. Yeah, smart, so, very mm-hmm. smart. The second, one of the second guys, um, you know, they come up and, and they start talking about some, uh, you know, they start talking about policies and stuff. And, uh, and then I kind of talked to him after, like, hey, man, that... I thought like, you know, I thought it was going to be this other thing. And I'm realizing like, you're doing this like political thing, right? Oh yeah, flying to DC and, you know, we go state the case for this. And he's like, he's like, would you ever want to get involved? Like, I think it would be a big merit for like you being a guide, someone who's like passionate and works in this outdoors thing to go and speak in front of like the politicians in DC. And I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, dude, I don't want to be a fucking struggling guide my whole life. <laughs> get me up there, bro, come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, like absolutely dude yes love that shit yeah and uh and he's like great i'll send you an email and stuff and blah blah blah. we'll talk some more when i got talked to him i realized he like broke it down for me how like he's like yeah i'm bringing those people out here because we're trying to get them to come to our side of this public lands use mm-hmm. and of course how are you gonna how are you gonna have a feeling for public land if all you ever do is sit on fucking facebook in the computer all your yes. life and you've never been outdoors and you're from arizona which, uh, the outdoors is an hour away from you yes. and you've never taken the balls to go so he broke it down that like these politicians, they need us to tell them what we want done in our public lands. So he's like, here, I'm going to send you these links. Contact. These are our congressmen and just let them know, hey, I'm Manny Chi, I'm 42 years old. I'm a fishing guide. I, I love hunting and fishing on our public lands. I, you know, in September, I love dove shooting. And then it turns into quail hunting. And then, to, you know, my fishing season, I love fishing for bass. I want to see bigger bass. I want to see trout. I want to, I want more catch and release trout fishing, mm-hmm. right? I want to have bigger uh, species of trout in our streams. That's what I want. I don't like the put and take fishery where you just, you know, put in rainbows and then promote it to everybody so that they come and kill them. Like, that's not the kind of fishing I'm into. I'm on another level of it. I'm an mm-hmm. outdoorsman. This is my passion. This is what I do. This is what I want to see done. This is what I want you voting on. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is what I want you representing me as. And, and like, and just telling them, like, what it is you want, you know, and I want this for my future generations. And this is something, like, we can all do this, right? This isn't, like... This isn't something where, like, oh, we have to all get together and, you know, fly fishermen have to accept so, bass fishermen. So anyone every- can go fill out this It's form. almost like, dude, we should all, as outdoorsmen, understand that it's our responsibility and it's our power mm-hmm. to do this. The way that there's been other crazy things passed where, you know, we were talking about this the other day, like, oh, now you can't fish on this part of this park. Now you can't go over yeah, here and do this. Yes. Well, now, you know, well, it caused problems. Why? Because somebody bitched and complained that, oh, the ducks are being hurt. Yeah. I only care about the ducks. I want to see the ducks live on our ponds. If nobody else is sending these congressmen, you know, we're not, I know for a fact, because I haven't been doing shit. Mm-hmm. And I know all of my other friends haven't been doing shit like this either. Yeah, we all bitch about things on Facebook. We complain. We fucking, oh, I'm going to fucking start a group. and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That doesn't do it. The way it's done is like our our representatives need to understand. And because the other side of this is doing that. The mm-hmm. other side that wants to take this away and change what it's doing with our public lands, they're very active. They know January 1st, send in your letters to those congressmen. Let them know you want this or you want that, blah, 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 blah. Right? So like it, it should become our culture. That it's very easy to do. It doesn't take time. This isn't like, you don't have to post this. You don't have to fucking, I voted today kind of thing. It's just like, hey, just get a hold of them. And it's a it's a letter or a phone call. An old school letter. You just put it in there. That's write what it they up. want. That's what they want because that's they're able to keep that, like a, a track of that. Okay. And they're able to say, hey, shit. All of a sudden, I got like 50 or 100 letters from constituents. I didn't know that fishing was like, I didn't even know we had lakes in Arizona. That's yeah, the sad thing yeah. that fucking comes out of their mouths usually. Fuck. I didn't even know we had fucking bass fishing. And these guys are talking about like, you know, this guy sent me his picture with him and his son. And this yeah. dude, you know, and he says that he wants to fucking, you know, make sure that the, 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 you know, that the game and fish keep stocking trout in our lakes. That's a big one out here, right? Yeah, like that's the one yeah. that I hear as an outsider. Uh-huh. They're, they're not putting fucking trout in our legs. They're fucking taking our money. and they So... Contact your fucking congressman. That's yeah. that's how it gets done. Because enough of you contact it, enough of you get together, and it's not even getting together. It's just your responsibility. If we do this, that congressman can say, shit, there's a point where they're like, dude, I have to change this because <laughs> their only goal is to get reelected. Mm-hmm. So if they're constantly going against what you're going what you want, they know like I'm gonna lose this job. Mm-hmm. But if I 
if I do what these people want, they're going to be happy and they're going to keep voting for me. Yeah. Right. That's how the world works. So that's how things get passed. And that's how like we need to like really, again, it's not even come together. It's just understand that this should be like, this is our power. Well, let's take advantage of this and let's just everybody get into the habit of doing this once a year where you reach out to those people, tell them what it is you're into. I do doves. I do this. I do big game. I do fishing. I only do fishing. You know, contact them because eventually they will be like, dude, who the hell is in charge of these stupid trout at this damn lake that they keep yeah. talking about? Like, well, somebody get that guy on the phone. Hey, yeah. man, you're fucking with my election here. You figure out that these stupid trout, how to get them in the truck over there? Because, yeah. dude, they're riding my ass about this. Yeah. Do it. You yeah. Know, that's how things get done. Yeah. And that's the reality. And it's how there's been insane things that have also gotten done like this, you know, insane that are wrong. So, like, it's it's up to us. I think we should all really... You know, I, I, it's just kind of lit into my butt here in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, dude, is this kind of like my thing? Like, should this be my thing? You know, should this it be seems, what I do? It seems with, like it, it should be, man. You, you know? seem very, yeah. you know, like right. well-spoken on it. And like, it seems like this should be what it. I take in. Like, yeah. maybe this would be something that I can do for good with that following that I've built yeah. with the, you know, name or whatever the shit, or just people that allow me to come under their podcast like you, right? Yeah. And spread this information that like, hey, like... It's time we wake up. You know, maybe it's just because I'm 42 now that I'm realizing this. But dude, if I had been yeah. on this since I was 21, would you know, could would stuff things be could different? Have been different? Yeah. You yeah. know, would I be able to go hunt dove at that same spot that I used to uh, five years ago? That's now closed off because yeah. that spot was only half hour from my house. I fucking loved it. <laughs> right. So, like, what happened there? Yeah. Something happened where, well, enough of those people. We don't like the gunshots. We don't like the gunshots. Dude, I love the gunshots. I love the smell of fucking gunpowder in the morning, right? My dog fucking goes crazy on this. Like, yeah. we need to keep this. I want to pass this on to my little nephew, you know? Like, yeah. So that's like a huge, um, I don't know. It's like, a, a, I want to start a movement that like, what do you, gets this What do you going. think could we could do? So maybe. So here's one thing. Uh-huh. I think that like, for one, it's not that easy to contact these people. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of just loosely tried like Google to kind of like come here and be able to be like, hey, these are your guys's, right? It's hard, dude. Right away, you start like you Google it and you start finding like these websites that want you to set up an account. This website wants your email. This website wants you to do this. And it's like, whoa, dude, how come this isn't just more easily public knowledge? So I think that's one thing. That's Mm -hmm. one battle first is like, how do we get this real easy? So like maybe it's a Facebook group. Maybe it's an Instagram page. I don't know. Which I think works because like. Mm-hmm. on a little a little errand yeah we needed a stop sign a car ran through my fucking front yard almost through my house yeah there was a dude that listened to the podcast that was with the fucking city two people yeah and they on facebook they kind of like hey do this this and this i work for signs for the city yeah so maybe there's someone listening that's going to go hey yeah contact maybe. manny dude and let right. him know hey maybe or yeah. you know like a, we could figure out someone mm-hmm. locally that can do the yeah. same thing for each city you're in you know somebody or, out there that maybe works in this a little bit more yeah. than i do or something like use me as a platform like let's yeah. you know, let's do this because i've always been very into conservation mm-hmm. you know with uh, my father in his work in hunting he's created conservation programs in mexico and wow and like you know brought back sheep to wild sheep to mountains that were they were going you know they were in trouble there mm-hmm. um, brought not only like that but opportunities for the local people uh, medical clinics schools wow, uh, you know bettering amazing. the whole environment like i grew up with that style of conservation mm-hmm. in my family so like i think this is it man like this needs it, it's so simple yeah. It's something so I'm not asking for 
purchase this. I'm not asking no, for just do this. I'm not asking for hey, all of us come call, together. Yeah. All of us come to this meeting. None of that at all. Yeah. The same shit. I've seen your fucking screen time. It's fucking 45 minutes. You're on that fucking phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know mine is. So yeah. like, fuck, dude. One of those minutes. Can we just put that into your yeah. fucking passion? That the thing that you love to do that you fucking post everywhere. Like, yeah. let's do this. Let's make sure of it. Like, it's so easy. Yeah. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So. That's just one thing that I wanted to use this platform for. Yeah, too, definitely. Also, and maybe, you know, maybe if someone wants to reach out, I mean, I'll try to help with what I can. And yeah. I'm sure Manny sure. will be down to help. Yeah. Uh, what if they want to get a hold of you guiding service-wise? or, or uh, Instagram, uh, Manny Chi. You can send me a DM. But those DMs, I will say this sometimes... You like accidentally push the wrong button and it deletes like the people that you aren't following or this and that. Uh, no. So yeah, there's Instagram, Manny Chi, um, Facebook, Manny Chi. Also Facebook, Manny Chi Outdoors is like the page, which I can do less on. So it's yeah. basically Manny Chi Facebook, Manny Chi Instagram and my email, Manny Chi at Gmail. Um, you know, yeah. If there's somebody out there that, that, that can like, let's get together and try to do something about this. Like I want to, I want this to be that one thing that maybe now that I'm a little older, be like. Hey, I did something. Yeah. Something with it. You yeah. Know? Not just, ah, I fucking laughed and, you know, put up mushroom videos and laughed with my dog. <laughs> ate some like, apples. Yeah. Ate some apples. You know, <laughs> made some people fish swim baits. Like, nah, dude, let's fucking, let's do something good. What a great way to end uh, the podcast. Great thank message. You, dude. Thanks again for coming out, dude. <laughs> thank you, brother. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.